Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The Jeep Grand Cherokee 4xe. It's electrified. So you can boogie, woogie, woogie into the forest. Boogie. Boogie, woogie, woogie through the mud. Or boogie, woogie, woogie to work, where you boogie, woogie, woogie down the hall to your boss's office to tell him you quit. Shortcut the boogie. Then you boogie, woogie, woogie to the elevator as he boogie, woogie, woogies after you, begging, please, take me with you. Boogie. The electrified Jeep Grand Cherokee 4xe. Learn more at Jeep.com. Jeep is a registered trademark of FCA US LLC. We live? Uh, yeah, sir, I think we live. What's poppin', y'all, man? It's your boy, JG. And you already know it's Jay Jonah. And uh, today we getting into the ninth episode of the second season today. Episode nine, bro. We got another special one for y'all, though. We got an episode interview. Episode nine, bro. It's alert, 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 alert. Today we got um a really, really, really good friend of mine that we go way back. A friend of mine since, like, the third grade. Like, honestly, like, dead ass, y'all. Uh, DJ, you know what I'm saying? Kenny uh, G. <laughs> really, really a black man with a really with a degree. You know what I'm saying? Really out here, went to school, got his degree. Uh, one of them, really one of the most humblest guys I met known known on this earth. Kennedy. Uh, <laughs> and I'm not gonna lie, man. Like just like really one of I can say one of my best friends, bro. You yes, know what I'm sir. saying? That's guaranteed. Shout out to my man Kenzo. That's good job, Ken, AKA, AKA Kenneva Bakari, aka mm. the real man Kennedy. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. How you guys doing? What's popping, man? How you living? How you chilling, you man? Know, man? Hanging in there, man. Taking every day one step at a time. It's it's a crazy world we living in, but I'm, I'm okay. How y'all doing? Y'all doing good? Yeah, mm-hmm. man, I'm doing good. I'm, th- I'm thankful to have you on the podcast, man. I see you Thank moving you and grooving ha- through all this stuff, bro. Me. Yeah, yeah, for I'm sure. I'm just happy we was you, able man. to snatch you and get you up on here real quick, man. Like, really, snatch thank me. you. Snatch me like a... Uh, like a thief in the night, huh? <laughs> I ain't gonna say all that wrong way. He is wearing a hood indoors, but I ain't gonna. No, I'm just kidding. I ain't, I'm just kidding. But uh, really though, thank you for coming on the podcast, no problem, though, man. Appreciate uh, y'all. For me personally, like I did. Well, go ahead, Jake. Well, real, real quick, I mean, you just want to start it off just to get it out the way. You want to just get get the wines out the way. You know what I mean? What we sipping on? Might as well do let them we know because we don't get into a real crazy. Well, not crazy, but we don't get into a lot of stuff today, y'all. We don't get into a controversial podcast, man. We're gonna let them know what we here to do on BSP. First bottle. <laughs> Actually, yeah, we we actually got three bottles that we got on the podcast. But um, for me personally, I brought out the uh, the Rodney Strong Vineyards. I'm not gonna lie, when we was drinking it, we didn't really comment too much on it. But this was one that I actually liked that I brought out. It's a 2016. It's from the uh, Alexander Val- Valley from Sonoma County, mm-hmm. and uh, it's a 14.5. But this right here, y'all, if you can kind of zoom in and maybe see it, but this is one to grab. Rodney say, Strong. Say that percentage again. 14.5. I'm definitely feeling a little buzz coming in this. I'm oh, definitely yeah. feeling a little buzz coming in this. Shit. Oh, yeah. Because that, that's the last of this. But what's coming next? Sebastiani. Ooh. Kenzo. That sounds Seba- like a fancy Seb- word. Sebastiani, <laughs> Kenzo. That sounds beautiful. Uh, 2016 should be in the North Coast today. North yeah. Coast. North, sure. Coast. North Coast. You already know it's a cap. <laughs> uh, let me see. We drinking on. I'm going to take Can't a sip. I'm going to take a sip. Let me see. Ooh, I'm missing it. I guarantee you it's 14. Mm-hmm. I'll find it later. I can't find it on the butter right now. I don't know why I can't see it. Nope. We'll let it go. <laughs> let it go. Yes, it's sir. Kendall, what right. you drinking on? I'm drinking on this apple cider. Apple you know cider? I know. Mean? Yeah, uh, I don't do alcohol. I'm drinking on apple cider and, and water. So I, I, I mess with the apple cider. Anytime I'm in the club and I'm DJing, I mess with that apple cider. Okay. That, okay. I mean, that's a, let, let's get into it, bro. <laughs> yes, that's sir. a question. Why? I mean... 
why why don't you is it just alcohol or is it everything as well oh yeah it's it's um it's everything it's, uh i mainly yeah i mainly just drink water uh from time to time if i drink soda it's like ginger ale okay but um you know i, I even in high school john john could vouch for me i never really drunk like that until like later on in high school like when i started kind of opening up a little bit and uh going to high school parties my parents were kind of very even though like I was out and about, my parents was very protective in a way. hundred percent. So um he's saying he drank like that. It's not even drink like yeah, that. He might drink like that. If I did one time it was a it was out of character. I think my my senior my senior year when I graduated, I, I got drunk. Yeah, mm. yeah, I was that was out of character for me. And then my first time I ever got drunk was with my friend Jarrell Green. Okay. And I was like 16. Shout out Jarrell. Yeah, shout out to Jarrell. I was 16. I think yeah. I don't even think I even drunk that much. I think I was just hallucinating. Mm -hmm. So like <laughs> so it, it wasn't until like college said, college I saw I started drinking a little bit more and then I started realizing, you know, this this ain't me. And uh I don't like the person I was becoming when I drink mm. and when I was getting drunk. So I was just like, you know what? I, uh, at the time, I was living with my boy Marlon Britton, who is a fabulous singer, by the way. Okay. Um, shout out Marlon. Yeah, shout out Marlon from <laughs> Chicago, Marlin, yep, yep. Chicago's finest. Okay. And uh, I had told him that uh, one year I was just like, you know what, bro, I don't, I don't like this. Um, I never really liked this, so I'm just not gonna drink at mm -hmm. all. Out and of character. I, just out of character. So yeah, I was just so like, I'm, I'm just not gonna drink at all. So yeah, I just I just stopped drinking. And I heard stories that my pops he he didn't drink like that either. So I was just like, you know, that's even even doper. Like you feel me? So I was just, I just stopped. And just it's been like I mean, like you said, I never was a drinker. So I don't want to sound like I'm an alcoholic. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, 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 yeah. But it, ever it's it's just, just being it's just, just yeah. you don't need that in your life. That's exactly. dope, bro. Because yeah, it, it was out of character. He knows that mm -hmm. his character didn't need. Well, let's say. Alcohol, weed. Shout out to No Ashtrays. Another episode of No Ashtrays. Yeah, but that's wild for, for me that personally, bro. Appreciate like when he told me that, like like I said, I know Ken of a prior to him even becoming a DJ. So mm -hmm. then when I'm asking him, like when I actually used to go to the venues, I'm like, man, like he'd be like, hey, JG, come through. Da -da -da -da. I'm coming through. He's like, what you want? Shit, let me get the beer. Let me get the shot of Hennessy. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. This is what I'm getting. I'm like, Kenzo. What you about to get? None. Let me just get a water. They literally bring him six buckets six of water. Buckets you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not six, water, yeah. six, six, you know what I'm saying? Like, six. Yeah. They bought me Kool-Aid one time. Yo, know, like, I, it's been four years, four years since I, I last drank any, any liquor. So anytime, like, the homies was with me, you know, when I was first going up, I was at the, uh, the mile. So I was DJing there and then they would, you know, obviously you would DJ, you get free bottle service and everything. So I would give it to John and Phil. And let, let them turn up or if Force my boy Force was with me, shout out to Force. I'll give it to him. For yeah. 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 So it's like it's like man, it's like they'll give you liquor for three, but really it's just liquor for two. So, okay, okay. So they would they would be lit. And you okay. know, I, I love seeing the people lit, but we'll get you know, into it, bro. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. We'll get into that. Like I said, but we chilling, man. Exactly. We, we chilling. We I still don't time. get it though. Like, how do you keep that energy? Like, I really see DJs that really they either take they they they, they even drink a Red Bull. Do you drink Red Bull for your energy? I I, I drank Red Bull for the first time at Rolling Loud with my boy Don Quez and uh the 29 homies over on at Roland. Shout out to Don Quez. But I, the first yes, time, bro, Rolling Loud, like last year, I drunk an energy drink for the first time. <laughs> I don't fuck with him, bro. Bro, I, I don't, didn't, I don't mess with him either. And honestly, I was, <laughs> I hate saying this because I may sound like a nerd, but I was turned, bro. I was turned <laughs> off an energy drink. I, I was bouncing off walls. I already had, like John said, I already have so much energy. Mm -hmm. And it's like- definitely. I don't even know where it I, came that, from. That's bro. a crash, though. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that's why I don't like those, bro. It's exactly. too much sugar. Too much sugar, yeah, bro. And it's it, bad for it's the like, like you know, know, all your intestines, in my it, opinion. I, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't really mess with it. I'm all for, uh, so, if, I mean, I'm going to get a little personal right now. Before I go to bed, I need to pee clear. 
<laughs> like you I need, there. like that, I need to pee out like water. Like oh, I need gotcha, to gotcha. Eat, everything oh, needs to be clear. Like, I thought that was a drink. So what you, you just okay. chug water bottles just right before you go to sleep. Water bottle right before I go to sleep. Nah, you don't yeah. wake up in the middle of the night like, damn, I got some leftover pee. Fuck, oh, yeah, it's three o'clock yeah, yeah, in the morning. I do. Yeah, I do. That's annoying, no? Yeah, I, I, I actually enjoy waking up in the middle of the night because I be having a lot of stuff on my mind. So, so you take advantage so, yeah. of every flaw. Like, man, I'm up. Okay, let me just write a book real quick. That's what, man. We'll get into that later. Oh my god. Oh my. That's dope. I mean. Shit, uh, since we're on the topic of DJing, we're gonna get there, be here regardless. But mm-hmm. shit, when was uh, necessarily the moment when you knew you wanted to be a, a an entertainer? Um, well, for me personally, can I just try and? Well, actually, no. Go ahead, go ahead. Say, oh, answer you. that one. Answer um, so, like, I, I think I was always like a uh, entertainer in a sense because you know, like every time we was at like. Um, my parents, I was around my parents or my loved ones, you know, Africans, we have a very, uh, I feel like African Americans and Africans in general, we have a very, uh, beautiful culture of celebrating things. Mm-hmm. So every time during celebration, I was always, I, in like, and when I was younger, I didn't talk much, which is crazy. I was very to myself when I wasn't with like my family, but the only thing that used to get me like really going was music. Mm. So when music came into play, that's when I started noticing that okay, like my mom kind of noticed it before me. I didn't, I didn't see it till later. Excuse me. Use that baby yeah. dancing around. Yeah, so just I was doing baby dancing around just regularly, and then I was a mascot in high school, Where? and I still didn't, okay, rea- okay. I still didn't realize the entertainment aspect until I got to college. That's when I started really seeing like okay, I, I think uh, I can, I can go somewhere far with this, and it, it was just all about believing in myself, being a little bit more confident. But when I was a kid, you, you just, you're not thinking about that stuff. I wish I knew earlier, but you know, it's on, all I mean, on God's time. So. Yeah, and mindset too, bro. And mm. to be able to get on the stage and just, or not even stage, just mm. get on a certain area and just be able to do your thing and you have your, your own vibe. That's a it's, vibe. It's crazy, dream. man. Because like I. I I'm gonna get personal with it. I used to have dreams of uh literally like, well, I'll be in If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. At participating McDonald's. The car will be, I remember my dad, we had a Nissan Quest. Mm-hmm. Uh God rest his soul. But my dad and my mom, my sister. When we was going to the Bay Area, it'll be we'll be in the Nissan Quest and we listening to I didn't listen to rap music for a long time, like probably till I was like eight or nine, because we were just listening to African music all the time because okay. of my parents. Really? If That's I still did, a vibe yeah. too, though. I feel yeah. like you over here. Yeah, you feel me? So <laughs> so in my head, like like well, we sometimes we played rap music, but my dad was more so like, all right, if we go play rap music, it has to be clean rap music. Mm-hmm. So it has to be music that like really stimulates your brain. So he had me listen to, like, I would listen. He didn't have me listen to it, but my uncle and them had me listen to Nas and stuff like that. So on trips, gotcha. when we was going to Bay Area, we, I w- we would listen to African music, and then my, we would just get one, and we would call it, with, <laughs> like, Dad, I want to listen to American music. I would say that, like, Dad, I want to use some one, like, two or three songs of American music. That was our bet, like, all the time, two or three. Mm-hmm. And then, um, yeah, I would listen to American music, and I would just, vi- I wouldn't even sleep. I would visualize me on stage just dancing to the music. What, what song like was that. the What song was the, the choice? And then at that time, uh, at the time, it was uh, Dr. Dre, Still Dre. That was one of my favorite songs. And then uh, the probably the second choice was always uh, my anything Michael Jackson. 
And my dad was a huge Prince fan. My mom and dad were a huge Prince's fans. So Prince, anything Prince. For me, it was uh, When Doves Cry. I love that song. Mm. I love it. I used to I used to dance in my room to that song. Mm. Like, I know oh, that wow. sounds very flamboyant, but that's, that's, <laughs> that was my, like, that was one of my favorite songs growing up. Wow. Mm-hmm. I mean, without that song, I'm pretty sure we wouldn't be able to say Kennedy us, right oh, now yeah. today. You know A lot I mean? of us wouldn't be here without that song. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. So, you yeah. really look at it like that. That's true. <laughs> hey, but uh, I see like right now, you, your parents really instilled that African culture mm-hmm. culture in you as, you know, uh, uh, they instilled the African culture in you when you were young yeah. a lot. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So uh, for me personally, when I met you a long time ago, uh, it was, you know, it was, we was in the third grade elementary school. Mm. Did you have, what are some positive, uh, can you tell me your positive and negative experiences from being like, you know, African and growing up in America, going to school at the young age that you were doing it? So, yeah, it, it was tough. And it's like, it's crazy because with all the craziness in the world, what my story kind of relates to that a lot, which is I'm glad you asked that because it's like, you know, I'm African, but at the same time I was born here. So a lot of people when they even when they see me they see they just see black and as you guys can see I am very black <laughs> so like me being very black was kind of like a throw off like I've never seen like people will come up to me and they've never seen like a color of this dark or just like you know just someone who was embracing his culture because they was confused like they don't teach anything history book wise on Africa like that so sure I was I was a lot of friend like some of my friends some to some of my friends I was a first African friend yep mm-hmm. so it was it was a uh, it was very interesting I'll mm-hmm. say that but I, mm-hmm. I like I tell this to John all the time like I I wouldn't want to be anything else because I was able to, I'm able to embrace both sides and it's kind of like a blessing in a sense like yes I'm African but at the same time I'm from like I was born here. I was from I'm from I was grew up in Stockton, California. So so yeah, man, it was I don't know if I, I hope I answered your question in, in a uh, well manner, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, for the most part, yeah, you really did. Yeah. You, yeah. Yeah, yo, what was your question again? My bad. Let me make sure I answered it perfect. I don't want I hope I didn't get off topic. I'm, I'm, glad, I'm glad I honestly yeah. didn't hear it necessarily. So I'm glad he asked that question. Can I hear that question again? Because I can tell you if he answered it or not. It's good. No, I just said I think he kind of did though. I just said, can you tell me your positive or ne- and negative okay. experiences? Got you. Throughout mm. uh, school Growing up in America And okay, I, the way you. I relate that Is because you know You were talking about You being African You were talking about Your African culture Because mm. as you can see right now If you watch the camera My guy right here Is actual You know Yeah African. really really African yeah, so. From Sierra Leone From yeah. Sierra Leone yeah, you know, so his, par- his parents You know what I'm my saying My parents are from Sierra Leone Well I'm from Sierra Leone too Like my my I, In my blood is Sierra Leone And that fact. That was a you positive fact yeah, yeah, I went when I was 15. That's when dope. I was 15. That's then, fucking dope. And then you're yeah. old enough to really see it, too. That's yeah, dope. bro. That's it was dope. it was amazing. It's a it's a culture shock. And that, that was the positive sides of things. I think the negative part was uh, the feeling of sometimes not being accepted by my own people. That was tough. Your own people? Yeah, like, like blacks. Okay. Yeah, so like, okay. you know, like I said, like, I feel like some of us weren't educated on the top of being African. So when you see someone who's different, you kind of kind of look at them kind of weird and stuff like that. So it's like, it felt like I was battling my own people and then mm. other races who aren't my color. So and then they didn't really understand what I was going through. So it was tough at first. But at the same time, as I got older, obviously, more kids got experience and I got experience. And and, you know, now it's 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 truly cool to be African because everyone asks me about this. And then they actually want to learn stuff like that. And, it, and it's like it was dope because. Something that I thought was so negative at first ended up being something really positive because my mom really just taught me things like that. You kind of can't hold resentment in your heart. You kind of have to be accepting to 
uh, people's views on things, but also let them know like who you are as a human being. So that's why like I remember mm-hmm. growing up, God bro. Damn, like growing up, bro. <laughs> like I think now I got nicknames, but growing up, Keniva was the only name I ever told people I was. Like I only said my name's Keniva um, because that was easier to say, but. No one, I, I, I wasn't rocking with the, like, you couldn't, like, my parents call me nicknames, but you, if, if you was a, like, uh, I wouldn't say American, but if you was just like someone, one of my friends, he wasn't family, I wouldn't allow you to call me a nickname just because I wanted to embrace that in, uh, in wow. every full matter for you to understand who I am so it can come full circle when you get mature enough to understand what I'm going through. How difficult was that? Maybe dealing with teachers, you know, first grade all the way even to 12th grade, you know, even in middle school, we have six mm-hmm. periods in high school, you have hella periods. You feel me? Mm-hmm. How was that roll call? Even in college. Cause I heard you mentioned college. What college was that by the way? I went to the Academy of our university. Ooh. I'm an alumni. How, 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 how yeah. was that? How okay. was that actually getting them to understand like, no, mm-hmm. don't just call me what you want to get used to calling me. Yeah. It was tough, bro. I think, I think, uh, meaning like they just, yeah. sorry, didn't mean to cut you off. No, His name is, you know, like you said, can Keneva, Keneva, people mm. would be like, oh, Ken, they, they, you and know what I'm saying? Yeah, or can I just call you Ken? And then I remember one time I got, this is a funny story, I got in big trouble doing this, but my mom didn't, I got in trouble in school. I didn't get in trouble at home. So I'll tell y'all the story real bet, quick. Bet. Good so luck, good luck. It was eighth grade, and I remember some teacher, I forgot her name, but she couldn't say my name. So she asked if she can call me uh Ken mm-hmm. or Kenny and I told her like to her face I was just like no you can't I think you're just being lazy absolutely <laughs> not absolutely never not in my life I wanted to call you Kenny bro like never bro, in my life you feel me it's like it just it's just straight up she was just like I, she was like excuse me I'm like yeah I, I it's not that hard it's Ken Neva. Yeah. It's like, really not that hard. Literally, it's like we can pronounce it together and I say can. So she thought I was being sarcastic. But to the I, tutor? But bro, you feel me? <laughs> <laughs> but you you know how I am, John. I'm very yep, uh yep, precise no. in the way I describe things. So people can view it as me being an asshole. Yeah. No, so, yeah, people yeah. nah, people not can, but he's not even he's that's not a mindset. Yeah, that's that's yeah. not who not I am. Even. That, I like, feel like Ken was one of them ones that whoever's in the room, if it, it, his spirit irritates their demons if someone doesn't like him. <laughs> yeah, yeah bro. Thank you. I have my flaws. Humblest dude ever. I, I can be. I can have a smart ass mouth for surely. In that time, I, I definitely displayed it in some ways. But at the same time, I had to let her know, like, yo, my this is my name, and I want to only be called that. Like, I feel like some people view it as laziness when they kind of see a difficult name, and they just want to cut it short. So mm. I just told her straight up, like, yo, you got to call me this, and that's it. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> One quick question on the school on the school side. Mm. Okay, going to the Academy okay. of Arts of SF, right? Mm-hmm. Is school needed in the in this in the world we live in today? No. What's your degree? No. Yeah. Uh, what, what's your de- my degree is multimedia communications for the people. Multimedia mm. communications. So I, what, I what does that mean? Uh, multimedia communications school, is this right here. Is okay. my mom's multi communications and technology? Sorry. Um, it's stuff like this right here. What we're doing is stuff what my man Armilio does. Yeah, uh, with, email. With Emil <laughs> with his editing videos, shooting videos, working audio work. It's anything in the media field, in a sense, and displaying okay. it on a bigger platform. So for me, I wanted to be a sports broadcaster, but then I started seeing okay. that. The, the the major is called multimedia. So I wanted to do multiple things. So I just kept learning different mm-hmm. multiple things. That's why I went to college to do that. And so, but I didn't, in necessary, I didn't, I like, for me, I feel like I needed college. Mm. For me. 
Mm-hmm. But your question to that, I feel like a lot of people don't. Some people don't need college. Some people can really just go to YouTube University gotcha. and just be loan free. Yeah, shout out Phil. <laughs> yeah. He say he was the same thing. But um, wasn't gonna say. Uh, you mentioned uh, communications, right? Did you mm-hmm. or not? Uh, did you ever switch majors? No, nah, no, nah, I don't think I ever. I, well, in Delta, I was a broadcasting major. And gotcha. I was, it was strictly that. And then. Broadcasting, at, meaning like behind the camera? Because yeah, uh, I ain't gonna lie. I see it was, you making a couple yeah, videos yeah, and shit yeah, like that. It was, that. It was, it was behind the camera and in front of the camera. Yeah. RTV, radio television was my uh, my major at Delta. Shout out to Mr. Story. Excuse me. Shout out to Mr. Story and all them. Mis- so, Mr. S- literally Story. Yeah, his name was Mr. Story. Wow. I think he's still up there. And I hope Creator he. Story I hope he who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Still a good guy. I hope he didn't do anything bad or anything out there in the world. But yeah, Mr. Story was his name. He was a cool dude. But yeah, radio television was it. And then when I transferred, they didn't have that. They had multimedia communications. At first, I had gotten discouraged, but my mom was like, she saw the bigger picture. She was like, yo, this is... This is dope. And my dad saw, like, yo, you can learn. My dad is always really about learning. Mm-hmm. So, like, in me, I, I love challenging myself. So, in that sense, I took that as a challenge. Like, this is a chance for me to educate myself mm-hmm. on different things. So, yeah. yeah. So you weren't limited to one thing. Yeah, exactly. You, you never want to eliminate yourself to one thing. You want to be open to doing as much things as you can. Never as get you comfortable, y'all. You heard that from Kenzo himself. Never get comfortable. Always, I wasn't always. living out there in San Francisco, coming from, you know what I'm saying, Stockton, mm-hmm. going to Frisco. Of course, you still being African dialect. How mm-hmm. was that versus living living in Stockton? You still uh, living out there? No. Nah, well, right now, I am. I was in the Bay. Now I'm moving. I think, not moving back. Actually, let's just say, I'm. I, yeah, I, I'm pretty much moving back. Um, you know, had a tremendous loss in my family, so... It, I feel like it was time to come back home and be with my family during this time. And um, not only that, it's just a tremendous loss in the world right now with, with George Floyd's situation. And and I feel like in order to start helping with stuff like that is to, you know, work in your community. Thanks. So I took this as a, as a blessing in disguise. Like, all right, I had a tremendous loss. You know, I had to come back and attend to my mom and my family. So mm. let me come back, build my For- mental and, and get, get to... Uh, Helping out the community of Stockton even more. I hear you. So I don't mean to interrupt. I said, but from the BSP podcast, man, mm-hmm. you already know we want to send our condolences to you and your family. You know what I mean? You, we appreciate your loss, bro. You already know. Thank you you already know what it is behind the scenes, but we just want to do yeah. that. You know what I'm talking appreciate about? Appreciate y'all, bro. Thank y'all. Appreciate <laughs> That's that. It's a real comfortable situation. And I, I appreciate y'all for always making that comfortable, bro. Real hey, talk. You already it's know. Hey, but um, I got a question for you, bro. Um, I don't know how you're going to take this, but um, I want to know for you, from you and your experiences, how is it being African in America instead of being African American? Um, I think I'm 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 that, both. I hope I said that right. Yeah, yeah. No, you said that. I think I'm both. I think I'm African in America, and I think I'm African American. Mm-hmm. And like like I said, I feel like being in diverse situations is the reason why I'm able to be both. And and to your question earlier with the San Francisco and Stockton differences, it was it's the fact that being in Stockton was very diverse. So that helped me realize I was African American, and then going to even more diverse city, yeah, that's which is bigger in San Francisco. That was like, oh, I really like, I, you feel it's me? Normal. So it's normal. So, so yeah, bro. It, I mean, things like that is cool. It's like, especially like, it was, it was, it's different coming from like Stockton, where it's like we, we're, I feel, I always call us the new city because there's a lot of. Uh, 
there was all, a lot of newness here. When we came here in 1999, it was it was uh, it was still developing. Mm-hmm. Versus San Francisco, which has been a developed, it's been a big city. It's been developed. So like me being African here was different, but me being African over there, it was like okay, you just a uh, Another regular black person who happens yeah. to be from Africa. <laughs> That's crazy. The more and more you get out of bigger cities, people start to look at you a little bit different. A little bit different, but in San Francisco, I'll say this. That's in a very accepting area. Like, it's very accepting. You know, they have they have these situations where it can't be so, but it's very accepting. And it's, it's nothing like Stockton, but... Uh, Stockton is Stockton is has a, very open. I feel like very open. Like I couldn't wear this, and I like I I, be, wear, yeah. I wear this now because you know no not to be cocky or nothing. I'm DJ Kenzo. I can do whatever I want. Talk but, to him, but like let him know what it is. Before it, it was, anybody though, but yeah. But fact. before it was tough to wear stuff like this, and even before I was DJ Kenzo, I had to personally realize that all right, the more and more if I keep wearing stuff like this and being who I am, mm-hmm. people are going to accept it eventually. Remember when you so. just come to school and you're uh, in the shirt. Your African shirts, not the whole outfit, but remember the shirts that you would wear. Yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like people, mm-hmm. did people ever ask you anything about that? Like t- mm-hmm. teachers really liked you in high school. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they did. So I'm just like, you extent. really emphasize your culture back then. Still, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like even for me, I'm black as y'all can see, but like mm-hmm. I didn't have that type of clothing in my closet. You yeah. feel me? I kind of wish I, I do wish I did, mm-hmm. but like mm-hmm. man, like the people I actually appreciate. It. People look at you like, man, well, why are you wearing that? Some people would appreciate it. And some people would just make fun of it. It depends who you're uh, who you're talking to. Mm. So some people, a lot of people at first made fun of it. A lot of people, I, I mean, it was a lot of making fun of, of just not even what I was wearing. It was a lot of my skin. That um, brings me to the yeah. being African in America instead mm-hmm. of being African American. Mm-hmm. I feel yeah. like that's what I'm like. Af- being African in America is what you are an example of. Yeah. Being African in American is the settlement of like, okay, yeah, I am black, but like I live in America though. You know what I'm saying? You emphasize your culture no matter no matter what. Yeah. The greater value of it is that you do have the background that shows where it comes from as far yeah. as your parents, your grandparents. Mm-hmm. But that needs to be instilled even in me. You know what I'm saying? Of course. I see that in you. I'm like, damn, like I'm saying, like, that's dope mm-hmm. though, in you that you show yeah. that quality. I feel like I had to embrace both though. I feel like they're both equal in a sense. Like being African and American is a truly it's a big blessing because I know where I'm coming from. At the same time, being African American. That helps me relate with my fellow African Americans and relate with my my fellow blacks. Fact. Because I Fact. feel like in a way it's time to educate our fellow blacks on certain things that mm. some of them aren't actually from Africa. Some of That's them crazy. can be from Israel. Or can, some of them could be uh, Israelites. I'm sorry, I don't even know why I couldn't say that. And some of them can actually be from Africa. So I feel like it was, and I'm still even getting educated on stuff like that. I may not even be right about what I'm saying. Yep. But that's what I've learned to an extent. And I feel like me being African-American helps me be welcomed into a culture where, you know, I should be welcomed in. And you, like I said, bro, like when when some certain people see us or cops see us, they, they just see black. Mm. So at the same time, I needed to embrace both because if I didn't, then I wouldn't fully understand the struggles that my people are going through here and the struggles that my people are going through back home. Wow. Yeah. That's actually that you woke me up with that one. That's nice. Thank that was you, nice, Kenzo. Uh, hold on, hold on. I said real quick. I said just like I said, we're gonna we gonna we we getting into it, man. Mm-hmm. I want to say happy birthday to Brianna Taylor. Oh uh, yeah, have you already seen the happy birthday, happy Brianna sure. Taylor? God rest her soul. And also rest, yes, rest in paradise, baby mm-hmm. yes, girl. Yes, for yes, sure. yes, yes, definitely. Um, real quick, I mean, speak accordingly. Mm. Can y'all give me the definition? Not even definition of just your perspectives of an activist. I feel like 
An activist is someone like Martin Luther King, someone like Malcolm X. Now, I heard this on your last episode and I thought it was dope that an activist is someone who makes active movements in their community, someone who makes active movements in the country, someone who makes active movements Nipsey Hussle. in their, exactly. Um, and then there's people who I feel like who people think are activists who are just influencers and both of them are fine. But I feel like we need to learn the difference of an activist and an influencer. Me personally, at first, I didn't know until I started getting a lot older and realizing someone like Nipsey Hussle, to me, that's an activist. Someone who says something and he puts the actions in. Mm. My friend Michael Houston, someone who studied Black America, being Black in his whole life and also being a very God-fearing man, but also putting in his actions into what he's doing. He's having these protests. And if you guys haven't seen him, he's been going viral on Instagram, Twitter, about stuff that he's been say saying. Michael? Michael Houston. Shout out, shout out Michael from Houston. Brooklyn, Brooklyn, New York, man. That's one of my good friends, a brother. I built a brotherhood with him at the Academy of Arts. But that, to me, is an activist, someone who puts action into what they're saying. I feel like we need to learn the difference between an activist and influencer. And then we have sometimes who some this can be a bad thing or a good thing, which is an opportunist. Mm. Um, those people can try to manipulate themselves into thinking that, or manipulate other people into thinking that they're activists and influencers, which they're not. And then, but yeah, it's it's a, it's opportunist is a very. Um, I, I don't like to say it's a bad word, but some people can be that, and some people can actually be good opportunists. So I feel like in order to understand what an activist is, you got to understand those three. Mm-hmm. That's my opinion, though. Opportunities, you hear that a lot. I was gonna say mm-hmm. that was you woke me. Yeah, okay. All right, let's get it though. Man, Kenzo. I like to hear this type of talk, bro, really for real. But uh for me, my next one that I kind of want to get into, uh, and I'm gonna be I'm gonna be honest, I'm gonna actually give you my side after I want to hear, you know, give ask you the question. But uh mm-hmm. how do you feel when you see other races post, you know, the Black Lives Matter, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, all these posts about what's going on, you know what I'm saying? How do you feel how you feel about the post that these mm. people are posting? I think it's amazing. I think it's, it's some of it is amazing. Some of it's like, all right, I really hope you're doing that for a very genuine and honest reason. You feel me? I hope you're doing that to honor people like George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, Trayvon Martin, and to me, James Rivera, who was also killed by uh police brutality here in Stockton, California. I hope you're doing it to honor them in mm-hmm. a sense and to honor what black lives truly means. But some of it to me, it's amazing. Like I said, it's, it's kind of, it's hard to trust everybody because mm-hmm. of what we're going through, but mm-hmm. it is amazing to see out of all my 26 years of living. I don't think I've ever seen this. Mm. When something happens to your kitchen, you might say this is ludicrous, but that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper Ludacris. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holla at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. Ever. Mm. And that's why I Glass half full, this guy type of guy. I'm glad you see it that like like that though. Mm -hmm. But can we agree that not a lot of I'm I'm gonna say black people see it that way though? Yeah, there's some and I don't blame them because of what this country has put them through. Okay. And what other races have put them through. I feel like we've gotten to the point where we're just fed up 
And we just don't, like I said, we are a very, we have been traumatized for years and years. We have been manipulated for years and years. We have been not given the best education for years and years. And it's kind of tough to ask someone to trust you when that has been happening over and over and over again. So I get it, but I think it's a time. That's why I'm saying people need to know what's what and to educate themselves so they can educate others. I had a friend not too long ago, we had a disagreement on Twitter and, and he was very open to talking and 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 shout out to him. I'm not going to name his name, but he knows who he is. Mm-hmm. And he had to, to me, I feel like I'm just going to come out and say he had to understand his white privilege. And mm-hmm. when I say that, I just mean white privilege isn't a bad thing. It truly isn't. It's pretty yeah, it much. It is. I don't know no, why no, you no, wouldn't no, no, say no. it. Listen, what? listen, listen, listen. I don't feel like it's a, it's not, it's a bad thing, okay. but it's not a bad thing to be because that's what, America sees if that if that, if that makes sense when they see me and they see a white man with a cop well there's a cop and they see a, a black man with a white man mm-hmm. who are they going to uh, attack you first exactly that's white privilege mm-hmm. that's not that's a bad thing but to them to understand that that's not a bad thing mm-hmm. that's a good thing they need to understand that they are very lucky they are very blessed wow in a sense and they need to also understand that what we go through. There's nothing wrong with understanding that. You feel me? There's everything to just embrace that and to understand that, okay, I am white privilege. How can I use this to help? Wow. How can I use this to get us further? How can I use this to structure a plan to make sure they don't view you like that anymore? Hmm. In my opinion, I see a lot of them joining these riots, though. Is that the way to go? It depends what you're what you're doing it for, and, and, and I get what you're saying. Some of them join these riots. To me, they're not. They exactly what I'm saying with white privilege. I, I, I just you, seen I you, seen a you, video, you, bro. You got I, something with that one. You got some. I just, I just seen a video, bro. I seen a dude mm-hmm. running down uh, L.A. Uh, freeway and just and, all of yeah. a sudden just yeah. You know exactly. White let me let me rephrase what, what like, I'm saying with that. They aren't right for doing that because they don't know the struggle we've been through. They're not us. You feel me? And they'll never understand. They don't know, they're and abusing their they're privilege. Abusing, exactly. And I'm glad you said that because they don't know what they're going, what we're going through. They mm-hmm. never will. And I'm not trying to say that to push that in their face, but, but it's true. You're not black. You I can't. Yeah. But so the thing is for me is that these motherfuckers do know, like the motherfuckers mm-hmm. do know that motherfucker. No, 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 no. They know. know. That's why Some they're going about obnoxious ways to get seen, known, noticed and heard. Some that's of them, why they're some doing of them truly it. don't know their white privilege, bro. No, and that's why it's up to us to educate them. My thing is now, people know their white privilege. They know they have the right white privilege, like bro, like like you saying. But like for mm-hmm. me personally, I don't think that at the end of the day they care that it's not affecting them that they mm-hmm. have it. If it's not affected, yeah, I got mm-hmm. this, but it's not affecting me. Aha, uh-huh. they don't care. Mm-hmm. Like how you how the cop is there. You're going to jail for however may long. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. He's not. He's not exactly. going about like, hey, Kenzo, I'm going to go over there. I got your bail, bro. I hear exactly There's none of that saying. going I fucking it, on. I hear exactly so what you're saying. There's none of that going on. And I agree. I agree with you on that one. Okay. Sure. I got something. I got something after that. Mm. If you think about it, right? Bro, cell phones change, right? Cars change. Technology changes, right? Everything... A majority of in this world changes, but I think of two things that haven't, right? And the Kenzo kind of touched on it at school. School, one of them is school. School has not changed. Granted, mm-hmm. technology is in school. Mm-hmm. And two, why is the why is the only two I feel like that haven't changed in this world going forward 
in the future have been school and racism. I agree. I'm so happy. And the fact that you say that to me means more than him saying that. And mm-hmm. I'm not saying that because you're not white. You're mm-hmm. you're Mexican and Puerto Rican. Yes, sir. But the fact that he watches the podcast. He watches the podcast. But the fact that you understand that, that means a lot because, like I said, you're not us, mm-hmm. but you are another minority and you are dealing with your problems and everything like that because racism is just not for us mm-hmm. and i hate saying that because racism isn't good it's not something to be proud of mm-hmm. that's why i keep trying to tell people this ain't even being a goddamn dictionary this ain't no aesthetic this ain't no cool thing this this shit hurt mm. and i excuse me i don't really curse a lot but it, it truly it <laughs> truly hurts it, actually bro. i do curse here and there let me not lie but i try not to but it, it truly hurts it truly hurts and if like i said the fact that you realize that that truly means a lot to me because the fact that a lot of people, and that's what I'm saying with the white privilege, is the hold on. Hold some on. people don't realize that, bro. Some people really don't. What he just said, some people do not understand that those two things, like they are oblivious to that, my brother. I need you to say that out they loud, because I, I experience I like, characters that actually are oblivious and they mm-hmm. act like they are. They say they look like they they do things that make it seem like they don't know. Mm-hmm. But it's me. I don't act. I don't say it like Ken ever do. I'm like, motherfucker, what the fuck? How the fuck you don't treat me like this? Da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But okay, you're right. They, yeah, bro. But that ass, I, I, I didn't realize these motherfuckers just didn't know. Y'all, y'all really just, y'all just didn't know. Okay. Bro, I, yeah, it's, it's, okay. I've been dealing with, and I, I'm sorry. No, 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 you're good, you're good. But I've been dealing with racism since I was, uh, and this is sad. I remember at the age of five, I've been dealing with racism. Like I remember, I at the age of five, people is, have been commenting. I'm, I'm glad you interrupted like me. Let, me. let me interrupt because, you now. Let me tell you something, bro. I would love to take credit for that question that I just just asked you, right? Mm-hmm. But I my, I got my little brother in town. He was in there. He, he lives in Arizona now. I got him in town That's for dope. two weeks, That's chilling dope. back in his hometown. That's you know what I'm saying, bro. right? And you brought up. He's been having it since he was five years old. Mm-hmm. The youth, bro. I would love to take credit for what I just said. But mm-hmm. me and my little brother were having a real ass conversation. Thirteen year old male in this world right That's dope. now. You feel me? Mm. So I that's where that's where I, I, that's what made me write it down was mm. me and his conversation. And that's where it starts, brother. That's where it starts. It needs to start with the youth. Like I like yeah. you just said, he hit a great point. I dealt with it at five. So that means someone's mom or dad or someone's brother taught them hate at five. Jonah is teaching his brother education mm-hmm. and love. Mm-hmm. There's a difference. And that's the problem. But I'm not going to lie. I've actually talked with Jonah's little brother. And mm-hmm. uh, Jonah's brother, he's a man, great soul. Great, great young guy. He has a lot of stuff going for him in his future. It's amazing to see him. But uh, for me personally, he put me on a lot of the other game too because mm-hmm. he he opened up my eyes through people that he su- not surrounds himself with, but he has surrounded himself with. Yeah, and those people, like you said, they're not aware of. They're what, not aware of what's going on. They're and, not, and it's like they're not. And true. him mm-hmm. and him being thirteen years old, as he's emphasized, he knows the difference between not being awake and not being woke and not being mm-hmm. aware but and for- actually being awake and how to figure it out. As you say, do the research, mm-hmm. do the knowledge. Do that the little knowledge. bro at thirteen years old being. Puerto mm-hmm. Rican and Mexican is out there doing the research to know the difference in equality for, you know, that's for the I'm world. Saying, that's what I'm saying. Him doing that as his older brother is a reason why Fact. I feel like this country Fact. will change if that continues on. But at the end of the day, what I really want to get to the point is, bro, mm-hmm. is the people listening and watching on YouTube, because that's the main source that these kids are on right now, is YouTube watching TV. They ain't on that TV. You know what I'm saying? They're not listening to You got to use your platform. Bro, you know what I'm saying, though? But these kids are woke. Yeah. On everything mm-hmm. I love, these kids are woke and they are out here listening, paying all attention. Y'all. As they should. And that's and why then, I, that's why I feel like they're going to make the change. That's why I feel like 
Like, like I said, if, if I don't see racism stop or just the stop that I want to see in my lifetime, it's okay. Mm-hmm. But I, my kids' kids better see that. We keep passing the torch, to see though. That. They realize, need to see that. Realize your parents can pass this mm-hmm. same formula over to you. Yeah. Or my parents the same. This, you know, the past is... The, my mom's growing up from South Central. Mm-hmm. She was there with the Rodney King riot. My dad grew up in East Oakland. He was there when the Black Panthers was getting, you know what I'm saying, through all that stuff. But at the mm-hmm. end of the day... Change is like, you know, just the growth development of like an organization of like, okay, let's come together and do mm-hmm. a millionaire, millionaire mil- march. Mm-hmm. Let's come together and make another Black Panthers. You, but a- yeah, exactly. You need to make a change. And it's like the th- the dope thing about that time is like they had, I-, I love the fact they had Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, people like that. Even uh, we could talk, we can go into more depth about others. Louis Farrakhan. Shoot, we could talk about him. Talk about more, but like I said, I'm just gonna keep it with those two. For me personally, because you know, like I said, I'm still trying to educate myself on everybody who was an activist. My favorite was Nelson Mandela. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then that was someone who I wanted to always study the most. But right now, like I said, we're touching topics on America and stuff like that. So we're I, I'll keep no, we it. here on we so, no, honestly, bro. So even but Nelson had his impact here too. So but like what I'm trying to say is I'm trying to like I'm just I didn't well, want to mention too many people because I wanted to stay on topic. Oh, hold on, you, 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 you mentioned uh, Nelson I, Mandela, right? Well, mm-hmm. in this world today, let me ask you: is it is it going to be an individual? I kind of asked him. Mm-hmm. He touched on it. You mentioned last episode. He, we kind of just had a quick segment on it, but is it going to be an individual? In this time of age, that's going to make the change like uh, like a uh, uh, Martin Luther King, mm-hmm. Rodney King. or Hey there. Ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah. Or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. Or is it going to be a, a group, a Black Panthers like, type of thing yeah, now? I feel like either Did or it's going to be like like we, we got the NAACP. We got the Black Panthers. We have uh, we've seen how many people have gathered together for George Floyd's justice. And stuff like that. That has been amazing because it's all organized, it's all structured. But I feel like with the individual, the individual is not the always the because it takes a team. Martin Luther King had a team. Malcolm mm. X had a team. That's true. The For individual. Sure. Everybody has a team. Exactly. Right? The individual. I got though. a team. Uh, the what? individual is looked at with a light. I feel like we need to for if we're gonna see an individual like that, we need to have someone who has light. In their mind, we need to have someone who we can embrace and to encourage. For me, it's my 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 dog, and I'm gonna mention his name again, Michael Houston. Mm-hmm. It's like people like him. I feel like once you see someone like that, you need to embrace them for who they are. You need to embrace them and bring them up. And that's why I'm so happy. People are, oh, I won't bash the black man this that, and third. I will never bash that young man because I know what that young man can do. I know what that young man can do for this community. And it's like. For creatives, it can be a me, it can be a you, it can be you. 
I feel like in order for us to have that individual to represent certain things like that, we need to give them a light. We need to give, we need to encourage them. We need to uplift them because when you're going through stuff like that and you're, you're actually putting yourself out there and being that Martin Luther King or that Nelson Mandela, Mm -hmm. your mental got to be right. It's going to be a lot of tough days. It's going to be a lot of tough days. So why would I put that person who's trying to be that light through more tough days? So I have to put that person through more love and more uh, show them more generosity in order to get them through this battle because it's going to be a battle. Thanks. So wow. that's wow. a strong mindset. And anybody in this world called did, life in general, you need a strong mindset. Exactly. So that, yeah, yeah, definitely. With that being said, how do you plan to instill, you know, your cultural values or even still mm-hmm. that mindset you have right now with your child? Because as you mm-hmm. say, if we don't see it now. How will you possibly at this moment being, you know, 26 years old? I know my dude. Sorry. But no, uh, you're good, bro. I'm you still young. Yeah, yeah, I'm 26. Yeah. Okay. I'm still young, bro. <laughs> how are we going to do that for my little nephew and niece? I think it starts with, like I said, me, you. For me, it was my dad. I was lucky enough to have a dad who knew that he was from Africa. But he also knew that when he came to this country, he wanted to give his son opportunity. But he knew he was the one giving his son an opportunity. White America wasn't going to give his son opportunities. Mm-hmm. So yes, for my dad, knowing that difference and actually talking to me and telling me what they will see out of me, that's what really helps me. And that's what I need to do for my niece, my nephew, my kids, my friends, my younger friends, your brother, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Because yeah. if you don't do it with the youth, then the youth aren't going to understand. They're not going to push this knowledge out. At all. So that's what it starts with. It, it, I think me being a creator... Me being a, like, I'm, people are influenced by me. I think that's truly amazing. I try not to take that to my head because I'm just a man with a, a man with who has a, like a really blessing story due to the fact of two beautiful parents. So, me personally, shout me out using, mom and dad. Shout out mom and dad. So, <laughs> me using my platform, me using, uh, using who I am to embrace that and to push that. What's going to happen when DJ Kenzo wins a Grammy or what's going to happen when DJ Kenzo is seen on MTV Music Awards? He's going to have a platform. He's going to have a message and he's going to be able to display that onto a bigger picture because you know why? Mom and dad encouraged and mom and dad put that in his mind. Uh, People like uh, Kilo Talk Money. That's one of my big homies. Um, Shout out Kilo Talk Money. Cool dude. Uh, Always has... And me and him are completely different, bro. Completely different. But every good. time I see him, he's always showed me love. Every time. That's a feature every that you guys time. both share in between. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Make, you still make, find. You feel me? Yeah. We make two different sounds. Like we like we enjoy two two different type of music, but, but there's one thing should, you guys one might thing have we in have in common, which mm-hmm. is our skin. And he's I don't even think he knows that, but he's always encouraged me. I don't think he's ever bashed me or made fun of me, but it's still, and I just, I'm just using his and him. But an the example. way you emphasize that though, mm-hmm. you just said, not even the fact that he has a two different shout out, bro. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, another talking artist for those exactly. that don't know. Yeah. yeah. He is who he is and mm-hmm. you are who you are. Exactly. At the end of the day, we are African American. Mm-hmm. We're black at the We're end of the day. We're black at the end of the day. But some people on this earth don't realize that and they want to sit here and get mad at that motherfucker for being great. You feel me? That mm-hmm. shit's not cool. That shit's not cool. And it's like, it's it's it takes him. Yep. It takes that's what uh, I was getting at. It takes other races like DJ Expo, uh, his brother Rod, who have been tremendous big homies to me. Uh, Omar, who is also black, 
I can go on and on about the mentors and the people who I kind of, I wouldn't even say look up to because I look up to God, but people who I truly uh, see in a higher light, in a tremendous light, who have been able to influence me. Expo and Rod have, I, I don't even think I even, I played for them, but I never played basketball. I don't even remember having a basketball experience. All I remember is life experience between those two. They've always taught me life and embraced me like I was one of their own. And we look nothing alike, obviously. Mm -hmm. So it's like for them to always show that love, that's what's going to encourage the generation after that. That's why when I remember this one kid, he came up to me and told me like, yo, I'm going to be better than you. I'm like, good. Do that. (laughs) Please do that. I hope so. Because I'm trying to be the greatest. So I I know I'm going to get mine. Mm -hmm. I know I'm going to get mine. But you are black. You are beautiful. You are great. I want you to get yours then for surely. Even if you was, even if you was, I don't even think people are ugly, but even if you had an ugly mindset, I would hope it changes to a beautiful mindset so you can be greater than me. I don't hate nobody. Mm-hmm. I don't hate nobody. And that's the problem with America. A lot of people hate people. I have strong dislikes, but I don't hate anybody. I want to show everyone love until you, if you ever take that 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 trust away, then I'll just show love from afar and I'll just pray for you. But that's what you're we talking need. talking to more. me, bro. You, you got me, me going to, after so, this, I'm going to just sit in my room with my music on, just think at you. <laughs> yeah, talking about. Hey, you said something about, uh, we got to show the youth, we got to show the youth now, we got to try and, you know, at the end of the day, mm-hmm. teach them young is what I'm getting out of it. Yeah. Everybody takes their kids to the, you know, hey man, as soon as the MLB game open up, I'm going to take them. As soon as the mm-hmm. NBA open up, I'm going to take my kid, get the first game of the season. Why aren't these people taking their kid, as you said, it starts with the youth. Why aren't they taking them to the peaceful protests? Why aren't they taking True, them to the uh, the events that actually won't cause harm to their child, showing them, hey, when you grow up at 13 years old, here's a picture of you actually being a part that, of what's going on. That's one of the things that they need to start doing. And also, I would, for me personally, I'm going to church when this stuff opens up. That's the first place I'm going to. There we go. Second, I'm going to. <laughs> I'm going to pray for yeah, y'all. I'm going to pray for everybody. And then Sorry. I'll go to the protest. And then I'm going to a library. Yep. Because that's where I think everyone needs to be taking their kids is to the library. And just not even taking them to a library, just taking them to something that can educate them to further on their minds and stimulate that. Yep. You was on lockdown for how many months and you want to go see sports. That's that's amazing. That's great. That's entertainment. But at the same time, how about we go to a library? We could educate you on why this sports game is so big in America. Mm-hmm. You feel me? So yep. so stuff like that, bro. I I think that's what this world needs is. Yeah, take your kid to the protest, but after that, take them to the I mean, library. I mean, take them to teach. Like, I'm the, not gonna lie, yeah. bro. Like, I wouldn't take my kid to the protest right now. To yeah. the peace for protest, bro. You thinking about a riot I, when you I say that? Like, I'm, I'm not talking. I'm not talking about that because these motherfuckers are all man. That's the thing. I'm not talking about no damn riot. That's his personal stuff. It's, it's, he didn't say anything about rioting. He just said, "I want to take my kid to the protest," and that is okay because in a in a sense, bro. Hold on, hold on, hold on. He said, "Hold on," before you hold on, but. Uh, not to say my mind, because I know mm-hmm. what, I know the difference, but the average person is going to think a protest is the right. Yeah, exactly. Right? And that's so the I'm problem. not bringing my kid to that. I said peaceful each time. So, so, I said, so, you know what I'm saying? so here's why I wouldn't take my kid to, to the peaceful protest right now, because we are still battling a virus. So that's one. And I want my kid to understand that, yo, we got to battle racism and the virus. Mm. You you can't conquer two. You have to conquer one, then conquer the other. And then after the the coronavirus is done, we can go out there and protest. But 
before I take you out to that protest, I want you to know why we are protesting. That's why, and I'm not saying I wouldn't take them out to the protest in general. I would take my kid to the protest, but right now I would teach them what they need to learn before going to the protest. I got you. Because if if, if you don't know why you're going to the protest, you're going to be out there doing the rioting. And to be honest with you, I'll say this, with the rioting, I have, no, actually I have a great point if you don't, because if you don't know why you're protesting, and you go out there, you start hitting stuff. That's not what a peaceful protest is, and that's what a lot of people right. are doing. They're not going knowing what the protest. I've is. seen, I've seen a lot of so, territories actually doing peaceful protests. I didn't say they wasn't, brother. That's the perspective they, I'm talking about. But though. that's what I'm saying. There's a lot of peaceful protests that have turned violent because there's a lot of people out there. They don't know why they are protesting, my brother. They don't know why they are protesting, and there's a lot of police out there who are. Actually, and this is where I'm getting to with you, which is your point. There's a lot of police that are twisting our mind into thinking that this protest isn't peaceful. They are turning it ugly. The cops are the main reason why is it why it's ugly. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Another reason why it's ugly is because there are other people going to this protest with not the minds of actually protesting. Protesting doesn't mean it, we can look it up in the dictionary. There's nothing violent about a protest. How do you so, feel about all the all the the protests and writing though? The uh, how I feel about the writing. Protest. How do you feel so about everything different. that's going on that's right now, America, bro? So, so the protest. I feel like that's amazing. I think it's dope. I think we, like I said, we need to continue to educate. Our, like, I, I feel like it doesn't need to stop right there. Like after you get done protesting, go home and figure out other stuff that you need to do. Mm. The rioting, at the same time, it's it's tough to see. But at the same time, I don't blame people, my people at that. Got because you. we are we are frustrated. We are tired. We are sick and tired of being viewed in that sense. I'm going to say it right now. The motherfuckers be like, why are you going to get here and get mad at the mall? Why are you going to burn down your own mall? Bro, why are you going to burn down your own bank? The mall isn't ours. Right, man, the that, mall that's ours. ours. This shit was... The mall isn't man. ours. So, when, I mean, even, even... It's bigger than that, though. It's way bigger than that. And it's like, you have even black... Black companies, even as you can see, they're not that mad because they understand what's going on. Now, I'll say this. I feel like some of them who are up and coming, if you are going to riot and ruin their stuff, I think you need to go back and actually fix it after mm. you got your stress out because mm. black economy is important in this yeah, country. I see that too. Like so, if you are actually going to vandalize mm-hmm. and you actually, you know, you didn't steal shit, you got your aggression out and you see your change actually happening in mm-hmm. your community and your governor saying that they're getting rid of a statue in uh, Virginia because they, you know what I'm saying? That type mm-hmm. thing. If this is going on, you actually, your point in your area, it got across. Got across. Got, Not in the whole mm-hmm. nation, but in your point in your area, it got across. We mm-hmm. still working on ours out here in Stockton, though. Yeah, but, but I'm you, just saying. I'm and we sh- haven't even had a lot of riots, bro. We have no, we haven't. We had no, we haven't. Break. We haven't. We but I'm just saying, at the end of the day, bro, there's hella shit out here in Stockton that's fucking closed just because they're anticipating something else. Bro, yeah, I'm not that shit. shit. No, bro, but for me personally, it's pissing bro. me off because they're, they're <laughs> anticipating something, and it's people like. Somebody out here that's gonna be like, oh man, this, uh, oh th- we can't do this because they over here thinking they're gonna protest. Bro, I don't. That's not, I don't, that's not I, cool I don't, for I don't, us. I don't blame some of them for anticipating because 
so, like I said, the protesting is peaceful. But then, like I said, you have other people who don't have that mindset of a peaceful protest. They have a different agenda. You understand? They have a way different agenda. Look, look, let me finish. They Go have ahead. a different agenda. Yep. They are thinking like, oh, there's, and this is, I'm about to get into something even deeper. There's a lot of white people out there who aren't with the movement. They're mm-hmm. acting like they're with the movement. Yes, sir. They're trying to be with the movement, but their their actual purpose is to fuck the movement up, up from within. So those are the people that I feel like stores are preparing for. And that it, to me is extremely smart and extremely those intelligent. Those ones that are running down the, the freeway mm-hmm. just smashing just people's smashing cars people's while we're in there. Because like, for what? They're looking yeah. at the fact that, okay, the black people are at this protest I'm gonna use this time. Have you remember Undercover Brother? Yeah, of course. Hot Bro, sauce on the that watch. Is, that is one of the biggest movies of how certain things work. Even though it's a comedy, yeah, it's a very, very yeah. in- interesting movie. That's how all I'm saying work. to you: how people don't mm-hmm. know motherfuckers and seen it in so many movies, sitcom, TV shows. You know, motherfucker. It's just like when you go back to your they work, still, when you wake still, up the next morning after you watch they, your movie, okay, you just don't on, think it's, it's not affecting you. They still you. don't you know. They still it's don't know. I don't know. It's not bro, no glass half empty in knowledge. Chill At the end of the day, calm, they went and got a degree. Brother, if you got brother, your degree, brother. how are you going to say you smarter than me, period, but then you don't fucking know brother, racism? Hold on, hold on. I feel like you need to look at it from a non-emotional standpoint and just look at it from this. They don't know. And that's no, no, what no, I'm no, saying. No, they don't. They Master's don't. degree, doctorate, and this that is doesn't not cool. Matter. That and they matter. use that against if you saw, us. If you saw my tweet the other day, edu- being educated doesn't mean that you went to college and got a degree. Being educated means that you are continuously learning and you want to continuously learn. They don't know. You can put a TV in front of them. You can put uh, 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 something that some people are very oblivious to what's going on. And that, Say that. And that's, mm-hmm. that's just the, the fact. Some people are very stubborn. Some people are very ignorant and arrogant. They don't know. I've experienced too much of it. That's why. You experience too much of it, but at the same time, we have to stay here. Because if we don't stay here, we're not going to win the battle. If we stay here, 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 we're going to just lash out. We have no time to lash out anymore. We can lash out and, like I said, release our stress with rioting and stuff like that. But to lash out this country is already against us. If you lash out, you are going to jail. Mm-hmm. When you go to jail, what happens? When the looting you're starts, not gonna, you're not, you lost. You're not getting you justice. Yep. You're not going to get justice because this country is against you. It has always been against you. So when you lash out and the police, who are the opposite gang of who we are, take you in, what did we just lose? We just lost a light. Again. Yeah. yeah. Again. So that's why we have to continue to not lash out. We have to think strategically. That's why I'm not mad at the looters. I'm not mad at the riders because they thought strategically to let that stress out during a time like Mm -hmm. this. That is okay. But to yell at racist people isn't the way. It's not the way. We have to educate people who are open to listening. Those stubborn people, we silence them. We put them in their place so they don't have the platform to continue on to spread that onto our community and onto our people. That's how we do it. Say that. Ding, ding, ding. Say that. For those looking, they're like, hold on, this shit just got real. This is my hey. vote for since the third hold grade. Hold on, not, even, put me not, in even, my that. Place, not even that. Not even <laughs> no, that. No, not even that. Not even that. We didn't even let the new <laughs> listeners and viewers know this is the Blowing Smoke podcast, bro. BSP. 
bro. We didn't even tell you, bro. We're here to give an elevated perspective, on everything, challenge perspectives, exactly. bring some real ass Educate fucking news, and just talk our shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So at the end of the day, all we're doing here is challenging perspectives, having a dope ass conversation. That's exactly. why I love, that's why I love the Blown Smoke podcast because we have dope. It, well, not we because this is my first time on the show, but, <laughs> but, but you guys have dope. Podcast. Can we get a cheers in the middle? Let's take a deep breath real quick. Some some more. uh, more I'm not gonna cap Kenzo, my brother. uh, What's up, bro? Everybody in the world knows that goddamn bottle, but what is the name of that bottle of apple cider that you're pouring in your cup Um, right now? Let me see. Everybody seen it. Everybody seen it. I don't even know, bro. I I just know. it's apple cider. Okay, I bet. really, I never knew. Shoot, hopefully, you, I got dyslexia, brother. So you got that for me. <laughs> Martinellis, 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 sparkling cider, sparkling cider, bro. Sparkling gold medal, two gold medals. I see that every day, like all the time at the grocery store. Can I do another shout out too? This this hoodie, bro, is is so dope to me because this is from my friend Mac, Mac Golden. She is a dope individual from uh, she she lives in San Francisco. She I said where she from? She went to, uh, shoot, I don't even know. I hope I can find out where she's from. Sorry Mac, I got to know where you actually Shout from. out Mac, shout but out Mac. Mac is dope, bro. She is a creative designer, really good at what she does with fashion. She has a beautiful eye in fashion as you can tell by this hoodie. Yeah. If you think it's ugly, then that's on you. But she has a beautiful fashion statement. If you think it's ugly, like I said, when I said that's on you, <laughs> that, that means that's on you. You don't see yo, what we see. Yo, this is beautiful. This is creative. Mm-hmm. And I love it, man. Mac, shout out to mm-hmm. Mac. Her, her Instagram is Mac underscore golden because her what, view what on was things it? is golden. What was uh, Mac underscore golden. M-A-K underscore golden. Good luck. Good luck. Go follow. And cop a hoodie. ASAP. Cop that hoodie. Hey, Can't cheers. Go. We didn't get that cheers real quick. Cheers Hold on. Take quick. a deep breath. Cheers, cheers man. Yeah. Cheers. Yeah. Cheers. cheers. Uh, got you. The, got you, the, brother. The mild tops, bro. <laughs> hey, you, do you think the... Um, Sebastiani? You think the murderers and the accomplices that uh, were involved in the killing of George Floyd will ever get what they actually deserve? I truly, I truly hope so, because I feel like they need to be the example of where America needs to go. I feel like if they make them an example... We'll be on our way to making something to make change. Like I know there's what's some, an example. Hold on, because we've been we've been put we I've been we've been several. Putting, so what's putting, their example? Putting them behind bars for a very very long time, That's or it. listen, putting them behind bars for a very very long time, or giving them the death sentence. Yes, that's an example. That's why I said listen because putting them behind bars for a very very long time could be forty six something. We have to be realistic too. Yeah. Like they're not going to put cops behind bars for 65 years. If they do that, I'll be tremendously surprised. They go to a whole different but, jail, but get you, whole if different you, if perks. You, if, they you get, put, if you put them behind bars to the point where they can't, they can't, um, like, I don't know how old they are right now, but if you put them behind bars to where they come out at 70 or 80 or even 90, that would be dope. Or if they die, I would like to, for them to die in jail personally. Because if you're 70 or 80, sometimes you're not going to last. Let's be honest, so you think bro, at that point, you say, you say people just don't know. You think at that point, at the, when they come out at 80, oh, I know now. You think so? I would hope so. I hope they make They're a They're not going to have rage and hate. I hope they, would hope they let, no offense, I'm, I hate speaking this because I don't, I don't preach this. But if they end them, they end them, bro. I'm pray, I pray on it. I pray on it too, but like, no, I, no, don't, I don't, I don't, no, I pray on their peace and, their, and for oh, them to know that. I don't okay. pray on death. Or nothing like that. But if but if they, I pray for them to Man, get justice. not cool. I pray for them to get justice. And if they come out at eighty years old, then 
like I said, your life is kind of already passed by. You can't really get jobs. None of that. It's over. And it's like if, but they're alive. They actually made it to eighty. That motherfucker. But like, at the same know? time, yeah, like man. I said, we need we need to have a, <laughs> it needs to be a start in something, bro. Like I said, they may not yeah. even they may not make it to eighty. And at the same time, if they do make it, there's going to be a public announcement that they got out, and people don't <laughs> forget that stuff, and they're going to be angry. And what happens if we're angry? That's fine. All right, somebody has to go. <laughs> That's my dude. That's all I gotta say. I want to focus on. I want to focus on Kenzo, man. Mm-hmm. Kenzo is a guest on the BSP podcast. Want to ask you, bro? Speaking of racism and everything like that, you ever been racially racially profiled in your profession or stereotype? Oh yeah, I don't I, like I said, bro. I, I I think it's dope that we focus on me, but if we, I I don't mind not focusing on me with this topic at all because it's bigger than me. But you're right. Yes, I have been racially. Well, not you're <laughs> right. I have been racially profiled several God times. Damn it, several times. And God it's like, damn it. And to me, like Man. I said, you kind of learn how to move. When you get racially profiled like that, and it's something I don't, I'm not surprised by it. I understand it. I don't, well, I, I, it's not that I understand why they're doing it, but I know it's going to happen. It always happens. I'm black in America. I'm not in Africa. But as a DJ, though, bro? Yeah, bro. You get racially profiled a lot. There's a, I remember one time and what, I was supposed what? to, I'll tell a story. I'll tell you two stories. I was supposed, I'm not going to name the, the organizations or the people that have to have to do with this. Uh, because God knows them and God will, you know, God will give them a lesson when it's time. I, I'm not God. That's not my, that's not my, uh, that's not, that's not my job. It's not your place. You me? My job is to be me. Thanks. So I remember uh, a young lady, she had booked me for her wedding. And at first, you know, it's great money, everything it was looking good. But her parents have a certain view on the way they want their wedding to look. Wow. I didn't fit that view. So I got cut from the wedding. And it was all because at first I was, you know, my Instagram was, I think she just saw it for what it was. And then she saw the dashiki wearing the confidence in between my skin. It was right after I posted, um, I think I posted African uh, African something I proposed something very empowering to the African community and the black community. Uh, my like in, embracing my dark skin, embracing my my people, my Africans, my blacks, you know, my African Americans. Mm-hmm. And after that, uh, an email followed shortly after. This is before my 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 great manager Cameron Gasway was my manager. Okay, so I was handing a lot of my bookings. So this was. And then she saw that and immediately said, hey, you know, I just I remember the email to the day. I didn't take a picture of it because that's something I didn't want to do. But I remember the email to this day. It said, hey, Kenzo, how are you doing? Just wanted to let you know uh, we are extremely exciting for excited for our wedding. This is how I knew it was over because you said we're extremely excited for our wedding. Not we're extremely excited to have you at our mm. wedding. That's how I knew it was over. So at first I took a deep breath. I put the phone down because I knew where it was going. Then I brought it back up when I was a little bit more calm. And it said, just want to let you know, I am extremely am a fan of your content, but other people at my my wedding may not be. And um, the reason why I wow. wanted you at my wedding was to display energy and to, to display love. But I don't think the people at my wedding are ready for that. Mm. I'm truly sorry, but I think we may be going with somebody else. Uh, can you recommend somebody who um, who may fit the um, the uh, 
the situation. And at first, I didn't reply. Because I had two of these happen to me. For this those one, out here, man, yeah. this shit is real, bro. It's real. It's out here, it's bro. Real. This a wedding. It's like, real. It's a wedding. Like, and, bro, and, and at first, she had the nerve first, to write this motherfucking first, shit in first, her email? Hey, it is what is. But so what happened was basically, like, I saw it as a, okay, you had a chance. And I understand it's your wedding. You don't want to divide your family and stuff like that. Yeah. But at the same time, you had a chance to kind of stand up. Nah, but fuck all that, you, bro. Like, no, what you let got, me, Like you, I said, let me finish. She She had a chance to stand up for what she believes in. Because I know she's not a racist. It's, it's the her parents. She had a chance to stand up for what she believed in, and she didn't do that. That, to me, is worse than a racist. Right. Because you're looking at it like as a, okay, like, I understand. I'm not going to say anything because I just want peace. That's not peace. Mm-hmm. That's still something that they she's need to She's brushing it under the rug. She's brushing it under the rug. She's rather confronting, mm-hmm. from confronting you, Com- ex- which isn't even the problem. Exactly. And isn't even confronting mm-hmm. the problem. But I, but in a sense, I was very grateful she told me. I'm not going to yeah. lie. Because yeah. a lot of people would just ignore the phone call. You get there and another DJ's on stage. I kept looking at it. I didn't know that didn't happen, but that's what a lot of people would do. Wow. Or a lot of people could do. Wow. So I always look at it like, okay, it could have been worse. It could have been set up in a more disrespectful way. Because me, I don't... That's one thing I really struggle with and I'm trying to get better with. But actually, it's not even a struggle sometimes. I don't tolerate disrespect. No, you don't. So if... If that, if I seen that, I would have lost it because if I had went there and I saw another DJ in place of me, like I wish you would have just told me that. In so a then, sense. and but that didn't. When happen, did that happen to go? If if you could put a date on it, I think it was like 2016. Oh damn, this is okay. A while ago, 2016. Damn, that's still crazy though. She wasn't mm-hmm. even woke then. Nah, she wasn't, and it's like a lot of them aren't, and a lot of them still aren't. So so when so, you got well, Mike. So this is cool because you you saying. You're saying that they still aren't they still aren't aware. You keep telling me sometimes they they still just don't know, right? Mm-hmm. That's why that's why when I replied, I told her to make her aware because the first this happened to me twice. The first time it happened to me, I ignored the message. And we're, we're talking about the same female that the, the same wedding female. Okay, yes. Okay, okay. The first time I ignored the message, and I felt like I ignored the message because I wasn't uh, emotionally mature to handle that. The second time I replied to the message because this is going to be, I was like, you know, this is going to be a teaching moment. So I replied saying, hey, so-and-so, not going to mention her name. Thank you for reaching out to me. Thank you for for telling me and being truthful. But I just want to let you know, I truly do not appreciate your views or your parents' views. And let me tell you why I don't appreciate your views. I don't appreciate your views because you have a chance to Tell them what you how you truly feel towards the situation. I know you're not a racist. I have seen you and I have talked to you. You listen to music just like I do, and you have complimented me on who I am several times. But if you're not a racist, then why are you canceling me out of your wedding? I don't understand it. But at the same time, after this apology, if you choose to book me again, don't. Mm. Because I don't stand by... Wish washers. I hope you learn from this experience. That's what it is. A wish washer. Exactly. I hope you learn from this experience and I hope you can gain uh, sanity within your family and let them know that this isn't right. Have a great wedding. Enjoy the rest of your night. And then I left it at that. That's simple. I mean, don't get me wrong. In my field, I got to work my text like that too. You do. But at the end of the day, I mean, my emails, but I'm like, Mm. "This this is still not cool though, bro. It's not. It's not, but at the same time, it's like, 
That's why we're frustrated. That's why we've had enough. That's why we're rioting because it's not cool anymore. We've been dealing with it since we were. Someone's been dealing with it. Like if you look at some of uh, our, like for example, my uh, my uncle Frank, his family mm. is from America. His his dad dealt with it. His dad's dad dealt with it. Now he's dealing with it. Now his kids dealing with it. And now he has a grandson that's one. And he's not dealing with it, obviously, since he's a baby. But at the same time, that's he's... That's the kid I've seen. Yeah, yeah, that's my, that's my hey, nephew. Shout out nephew. Shout, shout out Chacha, Jaja, Elijah. Shout out Jaja. But he has to... Under, like, he's one. And when he... You know, say 12 years from now, he probably... This, this gets better. But the fact that he had to be one to... Like, to know... To not know, because he's a baby. But to live it, that sucks. Mm-hmm. And that's why we're frustrated. That's why we're tired because we've been dealing with it for so long. Like probably over a hundred years we've been dealing with this. Well, with it actually, you know, with the white and black crime or even with just the injustice still actually finally being acknowledged or in my opinion, actually being understood because the I news. Like, we hold off some, on that real quick. Some of it, some of it, and I don't mean to cut you off. Some of it has been, did. some of it has been acknowledged by our black communities. Some of it is like the NAACP has been acknowledged. I feel like some of us are just waking up to it being acknowledged. For me personally, I've been seeing us acknowledging this since Oscar Grant. I'm talking about so, the other side that it's, you say they just don't know. Okay, mm-hmm. on the news, they should understand now what's going on. Yeah, so yeah. I'm saying for that moving forward, what is going to come out of it? Because you can't say they just don't know no more. You can't say they don't know. You can't say I'm not aware. You that's can't say I'm, like, oh, I can't make a change. You can mm-hmm. say something. You can say, oh, well, I'm just not going to sit here and post. I'm not going to do mm-hmm. that. No. Okay. Well, what are you going to do? That's what I'm saying. That's why I feel like there needs to be a structured plan from us. There needs to be a certain type of organi- an organized way to display that and to put that into their brains that they can go- keep going. Like I said, there's a lot of people that don't know, but you're right. That is not okay for them to just don't know. And it's up to us, like like what I did, and I'm not trying to praise myself, but what I did was to make that lady aware of her wrongs. We got to continue doing that. If there's some type of empathy and and type of like just generosity in their hearts, they're going to feel that, you know, Jonah mentioned that the other day. That no, some, no, nobody, it's life, bro. Nobody gives a fuck about anybody at the end of the day, on, bro. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Empathy, in, a, in, empathy in the heart. The empathy, you can't yeah, talk that, to that's me. what I'm saying. Yeah. So what do you, that's you can't what, go up to an individual and just hope that they have empathy. I didn't say you're going to hope that they have empathy. Trust but no that one, is, yo. That is into some, that's, that's <laughs> a human no trait, bro. That's what I'm saying. No, human trait is just knowing. You I say they don't not, know. You're not, you're not listening in a sense. And I hear what you're saying. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm saying. No, I'm here. I hear what you're saying, but I'm not, you're not saying I'm wrong, but I'm just saying, I feel like you're not listening to what is actually going on and to what I'm trying to say and challenging perspective and that's and that's beautiful yeah but I feel like like I said some people need to feel that and I'm not saying that they're going to or we need to force it but they just need to feel it they need to understand it they need to embrace it they need to embrace their white privilege that's why I, that's why I said that earlier because in order for them to to feel what we're going through and to understand no one's gonna actually go through what we're going through bro right no one's gonna actually go through but you will and I hope that you can feel it so you can get to the point of understanding to make a change. Mm-hmm. That's why I said that. Because at the same time, it's like, 
All I right. feel like that's brushing it under the rug. How you're is, anticipating how is, how is feeling? You're, you're wanting the white privilege to go over. Hey, hey, you, hey, it's good over here. Let me go try and let let me just try and make it. Let me make it. Let me go so try guys, and say so something. Guys, hold on, guys. No, hold on, no, 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 no. He said he wants the white privilege. He's like, okay, why would somebody that has white privilege? Good. Open up this door for me. Close it for them. Why would they speak up? Why would they even want to change? I don't understand what you're saying. But yeah, I don't need to say Say one last thing because we're closing say, at I'll, this. Go I'll ahead. say this. What? I don't understand what you're saying, brother. And I'll, I'll say that with all due respect because to me, it's everywhere. And that's why I'm saying we need to structure our ideas and structure what we truly want to feel and what we truly want to engage into our crowd. The reason why I said I want them to feel that and to understand that is so they understand what we have been going through for fucking years. And that's why I'm saying they're never going to actually go through what we're going through because we are black. They're not black. But Correct. they, but so, they so listen. Let me, let, listen, let, let, me, let me finish. Yeah, on yeah, go ahead, Pop. Yeah. Go ahead, Pop. But, it's your platform too right but now. They, go ahead. But they, they listen to our music. They listen to uh, us talk on TV. They listen to us talk in classrooms. And you, you read the culture, and, and, but how do you, you read it? You the culture but you can't feel it, that makes no damn sense. And that's why I'm saying they need to feel it. They need to understand it. But they need they to embrace and it. And they haven't. And but they have won't. But, but I'm, not, I'm not speaking on that because I don't know. Exactly. I don't know. Forever. I don't know how they, how they move. But I'm saying what they True. need to do is they need to feel it. And we need to display that and to educate them into understanding how we are. Like I said, when my friend Mike was speaking at that, at that place, uh, not sorry at that place at, in San, I know where the place is at the San Francisco protest a young lady not gonna mention her name on Instagram hit me up she is of the white descent and she said she felt everything he said to the point where it had to make her talk to her racist brother for him to understand where she's coming from where black lives are coming from and where the change needs to be wow that is why I say they need to feel it, bro. You say change. So they, so they understand the change. She's, but she's actually making change. And you, know she why, actually you know why he listened? Because she's fucking white. I'm not white. That's why I'm saying they need to feel it because so, they need to make the change from within. So if they feel it, they go tell their other white friends, hey, this ain't right in what we're doing with black lives. So you need to feel what they're going through and understand that what you're doing is fucking wrong right and they're going to some of them like you said not all of them but thanks shout out to her and her brother they will listen because they were raised together so hold on she said you said she said change she knew what the change was from her perspective Mm. from your perspective though when is justice (laughs) served with this rioting everything going on there isn't. When is justice served for the situation that's going on right this now? Justice, you the, said change. The, the ju- oh, so, go ahead, bro. You said cha- history repeats itself. Change mm-hmm. ain't never been in history. Change ain't in the good for our community. It ain't never been the change for our community. Ain't never been in history. That's why, that's why we need to. That's why we need to make change, bro. And that's why I'm saying we need to be as positive and to speak this shit into existence as much as possible and to make actions. We can keep talking and keep complaining about change not being made, but until we actually go out there and make the change within, we'll make a change on this world. I guarantee you. I that. feel like every like, approach tell you, tell you, we've done has been the wrong type of change. Hey, bro, bro we're, like I said, we're still alive, right? 
That means we still have days no, to live. No, generations of us have lived and we're still progressing. But me and you are still here. Y'all been talking a lot. Let me say something real quick. you are still here, right? Yeah. Me and you are still here, right? Yeah. So what do we have an opportunity of having? Just like Make a change. Exactly. So that's why change can still happen, bro. It's time to be as optimistic as possible right now. It's time to be as positive and loving and strong as right now. The reason why we have continued to fail in this earth and it's continue to fail in this world is because we hate everybody hates white people hate asian people hate black people hate we need to show love until we show love all that that is the ultimate thing the ultimate change all the the people all the white people that's watching the podcast are like yeah he's right you guys need to do that just listen to him don't do anything just make some change and just do it I didn't say but that. But they're also but that's looking what I'm at saying. him. I didn't, I didn't say like, that. I didn't say that. Like, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I didn't hold on, say that. Quick, I got it right I did not say that. I, I did not say that. Hold on, but, but I need to understand. I'm trying to make this shit be known. These motherfuckers for and years how, have been fucking us over, bro. And that's bro. why you need to let it be known the way we are, ed- to, to educate it to everybody. To make the change How are we going to educate our way on their land? It's not our land. What, they don't want to understand, then you, right? Then what do you want to do, John? You're asking me. I'm asking you. This is what it's about. But I'm, I'm tell, saying I'm your te- answer. But, but I'm it's telling like, you, I don't know. How's my answer wrong? He's talking about well, I'm not saying it's wrong. Yeah. I don't have. He's I'm saying love. The love shit. We get killed for saying, bro. I don't want to die, and they still shoot us. That's, we gonna yeah, that's 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 don't have empathy. That cop don't have empathy. It wasn't born like that. That's horrible that you let white America let you think that way. That's what I'm saying. That's and that's the fucking problem, bro. No, I'm not going out here. Hella mad at cops, but I'm no, just saying no, no, I'm no, speaking no, no, for the voice. No, no, that I've seen, you, I've want, seen I, way I too much. I want you to be, I've seen way too I, much, I, bro. and I've seen way too much. And I want you to be mad at cops. I want you to be upset with cops. But what I don't want you to do is to do that. Is to get mad to the point where you are embraced in your brain to always. Bro, when think I get pulled over with a cop, I shut the fuck up. I'm I tremble done. up. I'm, I'm not doing I'm, anything. I'm done, bro. You're not listening. We can go to the next topic. <laughs> You're not listening. Oh my you God, Kenzo, you're so sensitive, bro. We, no, 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 we no, no, meant, right? We meant, right? We meant, we meant. Are we meant? We grown men? I'm not, I'm not men? sensitive, but if, uh, how, how am I supposed to display what I'm trying to talk to you if you're not listening? So I understand what you're saying, and I'm listening to what you're saying, and then that's that. I don't argue with people. That doesn't mean Kenzo, I'm not. I'm, uh-huh, that doesn't mean I'm not sensitive. That doesn't mean I'm sensitive. We're challenging perspectives, yo. We're challenging perspectives. It will be what you're doing. Yeah, if I got we definitely challenging them. If, but if I got, okay. if I got sensitive, hold on, hold on, let me finish. <laughs> if I got sensitive, it would be what you're doing, which is, oh shit, John said this. John said no. I just said you're not listening. If you want to, when you're just ready to listen, when you're ready to listen. Let's go. But look, how do creatives? I'm gonna bring it back up later, y'all. We can, we can, we can, we can continue I, discussing. Hey, hey, but hey, we're, hey. at this point, we're just yelling at one another. Exactly. No one's listening. I'm listening to what you're saying, okay. but I personally okay. feel like you're not listening. Okay. That's all I said. My That's voice all I said. Is too loud. Okay. That's all. I, no, no, no. It's not because no, you're too with loud. This, it's, good. it's not because you're too loud. You are supposed to be loud. You're black. You're a loud <laughs> man. That is fine. But I just feel like you're not. You're not listening. I'm not here. Okay. Yeah. That's all. That's the problem with white America sometimes they don't listen and they don't want to listen and that's the problem with you America tell me in general. You f- All right, go ahead. Go but look, hold on. Just can we? Hey, again, challenging perspectives, my my guys. We have to keep doing that. Exactly, exactly. We have to keep having these that. discussions yes. and having these talks. Yes, and having these talks, but they have to be open, bro. But they let me ask they you guys they, a they, fucking it, question. Can't be, what, what's the question, brother? <laughs> you ready? You ready? We good. Bro, I love this man. I, I have always no, yeah, loved good. this Bruh, man. It's all good. And that's what the thing. Hell? These are healthy. These are healthy. But what I just I'm gonna I bring just out had, another one. I just had I just had to let him know that 
I'm gonna take a left field, my guys. Again, bro, I'm gonna take a left field. How do creatives stay relevant in, in a pandemic like the shit we've been going on before everything that's going on right now? Um, for me, that's hard to answer because, like I said, right now my focus isn't where is uh staying relevant. My my message is is uh I want my message to be heard. I want how I feel to be heard. Just like how John said he wants people to understand, like, you know, he's he's frustrated, he's angry. I want mm-hmm. people to know that he's tired. I want people to know that. Like the creative part, all that, all how I'm feeling will show in the creativeness, but when it's time. If that I hope that answers your no, question. No, yes. no, that's real. Mm-hmm. That's real. Cause from your perspective right now, you want to focus on what's going on right now. Yeah. You, I'm, I'm gonna be honest, you can't DJ right now. Yeah, you so, can't. You so, can't. So so before all this was going on, I think before like stuff was going on with family and before stuff was going on with George Floyd's situation, God rest his soul. Uh, before all that stuff was going on, to stay relevant, I was kind of doing, uh, you know, live streams, stuff like that, putting stuff on SoundCloud. But when life hit, that's when I realized, all right, there's something bigger I need to be doing. Mm. You know, there's something there's something more impactful I need to be doing. Mm. So my my audience fills me, and I, and I'm glad you said that because my audience to some of them have I feel like to an extent I've lost probably I think I lost 45 followers. Wow, 45 followers, and that and that's not even since the George Floyd situation. That's since my dad passed away, because the audience saw it as okay, you're not DJ no more. You're talking about your dad. I don't I don't want to hear this. I'm gonna unfollow you. Mm. Uh, or oh, you're talking about George Floyd and Black Lives Matter and how you want white America to feel what you're going through. You want them to understand what you're going through. I'm gonna unfollow you because wow. I don't agree with your perspective and where you're coming from. And and that's why I said that's why I had had to take a break because it, it is annoying when people don't feel and understand where you're coming. Not saying that you didn't take a break. But, meaning what though? Uh, when, when, me, when me and him were discussing and stuff like that, but, and yeah. just take a no, break. And about, just though. take a break in general is like. But it, on it, social media or yeah, I took a break off social media for quite some time okay. because I feel like I needed to get good within and, and also just be there for my mom and my sister. Mm-hmm. Like I, I didn't want to see social media. That's why I was I feel like I was kind of late to the George Floyd situation. Okay. I didn't find out until I watched the news. That's that was my only source of media. Mm-hmm. And to me, honestly, sometimes that can suck because they're not always giving you something that they No, yeah, for yeah. sure. Fox and then exactly. you got KCRA3. All, all everything's different. different yeah. And it's like Instagram and Twitter is sad, but sometimes it's the best source of, of news. So, <laughs> that, so but that's to for be me, in your like, own perspective, mm-hmm. though. Some people exactly. actually did actually hear about that on the news. Mm-hmm. And then you got the uh, the Laura Ingram girl who uh, on, uh, was at Fox News. Mm-hmm. And then she was talking about uh, LeBron James because uh, he was uh, LeBron James and uh, Kevin Durant was talking about the George Floyd and, mm-hmm. you know, black lives and things like that. Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, they just need a long story short. They should just shut up and dribble. Actually, that was before the George Floyd. They were talking about something completely different that had to do with the same thing but that was before George Floyd she said that years ago oh that was years ago bro she said that not years ago but she said like a while ago three four years ago same concept four years ago same concept and that that is recently read the whole story recently recently with Drew Brees when Drew Brees made her comment Mm -hmm. She's like, well, Drew Brees is entitled to his own exactly, opinion. Exactly, exactly. And see, that's you recent, though. Propaganda, bro. So how is she going <laughs> to flip back? Like, they do it all the time. They do it all the time. That's what. That's why I feel like... For you to watch it through the news... That's what I'm saying. You watch it through the news. That's, what if you to watch that outlet? And well, then like... No, you know no, what I'm after I watched it on the news, I kept... I kept... Re- I did my research after to make sure, one, that... 
uh, that what I, I wanted to first off find out the police's names. Like I, I think some people always ask, like, "Well, what did he do?" I hate that question. Nobody should be ki- no cop should be killing. I don't care if you step on the cop shoes, you kick the cop in the balls. You don't kill a human being, bro. That is that is, and I'm not just. Ta- I'm sorry, I'm talking to y'all like that. No, no, but no, I'm just real. saying, like, you just don't kill a human being, and that that's what that's what really disturbed me. So what I wanted to do is I wanted to find out the police's names. And why they did that to him. Not because what George Floyd did, but what made the police get to that. Like, I wanted to find out their names to find out what they've done in the past. Mm. Because obviously, you it just did, don't go this out the first time. This ain't the first time. Right. It, it had, it, there was no way it was Criminal the first time. Me that. Mm. There was no way that was the first time. So after that. That's even worse, though. That's even worse, bro. That's even worse. That, mean, that means that that it wasn't loud enough. This was like, this just happened to be loud enough for right. them to feel it. And that's what pisses me off. That's why I am encouraged. That's why I want them to feel us. You see why I want them to feel us, bro? Because. Why mm. has this been going on, but they the, the police didn't feel that, or mm. the government, or the mayor didn't mm. feel that it was time but to put them in jail? can we all agree that mm. necessarily there's going to be three to two, two to three that testify on those certain guys, and there's yeah. only going to be certain mm-hmm. ones that take it take the fall? Some are going to... It's not going to be all oh, of them. Got you. That's mm. what it's you're not going to be okay. all of them. Yep. Yeah. How the justice system works, it's not going to be all it's of them. It's not going to... And it, I wish that... It, I wish that... I just, I just wish justice gets served. That's true. And I Somebody's going to get a lighter sentence in the next. I, I just, I, I, and I, but I wish the one that has done it gets the biggest sentence of them all because he's the but one... What's fucked up is that like one, he's, he's, the if, one, he's the one why that six-year-old girl has to live without her father. Like, me, yeah. me personally, when that happened, that's what took me to it because, like I said, I lost my father recently. God rest his soul. I had him for 26 years. That is a super blessing. That young lady only had his, her daughter for six. So that's why I felt it so strong because I was like, that's not fair. And that hurts. The fact and, that and, you just yeah. look at it, they 26 years alone and that's a blessing, bro. Mm-hmm. Man, I commend you for that, bro. Amen. You, you have Amen. to, bro. If, if you don't look at the blessings in death, then it will consume you and probably eat you up. But also if you don't look at death as death, then it will also, you know, consume you and eat you up. You have to go about it in your own way and in your own your own mindset. So that's why with me, it was like I said, I have a very strong mom. Um, but at the same time, you know, sometimes we st- we still go through it as anybody would. But twenty six years, like I said, having him for twenty six years, though, I have to look at it that way because he in our in our culture, and I hope in other, and I can like I said, I can only speak for my culture, and I know the black community always lets their kids know I'm not always going to be here. Mm. So I have to set you up for success. So my dad always let me know that at a young age, like I'm not always like going to be here. I know many of you guys watch Black Panther um, when his son, his dad prepared him for that day. He prepared him to be the Black Panther. But when you saw them meet, you can tell he was like, it's not the, sometimes it's not the preparation. It's just the fact that some people are not ready to live without that person. I felt that though. So, so I felt that, that so though. That's, so that's how I feel. Sometimes I'm, I, I think like, damn, am I really ready to live without my father? But at the same time, I see it as my dad did prepare me that one day I'm going to have to live without him and carry on his name. Mm. So I have to embrace that. Mm. I felt that though, because I feel like that's how I'm going to raise my kids, bro. Mm-hmm. To be honest, I didn't. I want them from day one to know that I might not be here. Exactly. I'm not gonna be here, bro. Like I'm, I'm not. That that's how life lives. I'm 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 born to die. That's mm-hmm. how it is. Exactly. You know what I mean? You then know what I can only teach you so mm-hmm. much while I'm here, and I'm gonna teach you the most. Teach you the most. I you agree. I agree. That's that's a good. I feel like 
like you you want your kids to understand what death is. You don't want them to see death. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. I know a lot of Stockton friends that saw death before they understood what death was, and that sucks. Like my well, not dad, only that, you know, yeah. the shelter. If you're sheltered, bro, mm-hmm. they're not ready. They're for not life. ready for life. And it's like I thank God. I, I like even though I grew up on the north side of Stockton, a very great area near mm-hmm. Bear Creek in Spanos. My dad made sure that I understood that he didn't want to shelter me. When we first mm-hmm. moved to Stockton, he let me know because I was crying, man. I was like, I want to go back and be with my family because I was born in Hayward. I, I lived there until I was four or five. Like, I barely remember it, but I remember my dad remembers the fact that I was crying. I wanted to go back, but he told me, and I'll never forget this, well, we're not going back, son. <laughs> this is our home now. Stockton. Stockton, California. So you better understand Where it. Where were you born? It. You were born in Hayward? I was born in Hayward. Okay. So me hearing that and then him embracing me into different clubs and cultures and and, and the Boys and Girls Club. And, and uh, I remember I saw him win an award for, I think it's the African-American commence, some commencement award. He won an award with that. And for me to see that, to go to downtown Stockton, the South Stockton, and to see my dad uh, win awards and, and work, and then also take me to Boys and Girls Clubs on the South or or or, or have me play basketball in downtown, uh, in, uh, near downtown Stockton, play soccer out <laughs> east. Why, why are you laughing? Awesome. I, I picture Kenzo with a headband and shit. You feel me? I was, I was raw, bro. I was raw. <laughs> so it, it was, in what, basketball, soccer? So I was playing soccer. Well, when I was, like I said, there's a lot of, there's a big Mexican community in the east and the south. So I was playing with them. Hell yeah. Because, yeah. you know, soccer was embraced. And, like, I, there's not a lot of Africans That's out dope. here. That's so, dope. Hell yeah. What position yeah. you play soccer? I played goalie and right back. I been, I played for quite some time, actually. No, I found yeah. I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. bro. I peeped that video. I found Were you in that video? I don't know. But that one video you made, that soccer video. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It was like, yeah, because I, I used to play. I played semi-pro for a little bit. Uh, That's dope, Shout out man. to my boy, Timmy. He was supposed to be my college teammate, but things didn't work out with the coach. Mm-hmm. So, you know, things got put to the side. So I had to focus on w- my opportunity that I had, which was, you know, the semi-pro league in San Francisco, um, club, dope, club leagues in what? San Francisco. So <laughs> traveling leagues in San Francisco. So I was a part of those leagues. And mm-hmm. like I said, what what I was a player that was very uh, rough. Uh, if you look at my... Uh, my uh, the, um, Kenzo played goalie. I played goalie. If you look That's at my... Dope, um, if you look what? at my... Uh, my, what's that thing called? Um, I can't forget. Highlight tape? Max not, Preps. Not highlight tape, not Max Preps. But if you look at um, uh, my scout, my scouting report. Gotcha. Mm. What they'll say is um, very tough, <laughs> hard work, to hard working, <laughs> uh, never gets tired, <laughs> res- uh, Let's uh, go. resilient, Let's never go. gives up. And then the weaknesses were like, I remember one of them was not, not enough skill, not enough experience in the game of soccer. Um, gambles a lot because in goalie sometimes it depends. You have to really be very intelligent and in when to uh pretty much make a play. And you know I gambled a lot because you know like I said we're from Stockton and 
like I said, even though I grew up on the north side, I, I experienced the Stockton culture to the fullest. Mm. So me experiencing the Stockton culture to the coolest, me going to to just hanging out with friends. My dad would take me outside of Spanos all the time just to just to experience Stockton and just to experience and feel Stockton. Mm. Like, as long as I was with my dad and my parents, like he never let me do it alone. But one time it got to a point where you know I was doing it on my own because, like I said, after some time when you get sheltered so long, you just want to experience life. So I just out. I would just get out sometimes and just you know me I I was friends with everybody I was I was friends with the star football player I was friends with mm-hmm. the ga- with the gangbangers <laughs> but and, it, and so Gang. I experienced everything that they experienced so it came into my play which it, and now it comes into my DJ play yeah you you know each side each side and I respect each side and it's like I always try to tell people I don't rep any side of Stockton I just rep Stockton in the whole. Because Thanks. I feel like I feel like you had to go through that. You got to see his perspective. You had to, bro. You had to. I remember oh those days at the boys and girls club, bro. I would, I remember crying so much, bro, for getting my ass beat. But I'm glad I did. <laughs> <laughs> Just my kids, at, kids at the boys and girls clubs, and you know you get into disagreements and stuff. Yeah, I was a really nice kid, a good kid, but I also had my times when I would lash out and kind of. Acts by very spontaneous. So kids get annoyed at that. They get pissed at that. So they want to put you in your place. So a lot of kids put me on my place and I'm glad they did because <laughs> it may have really helped me uh, know how to interact with people outside of uh, outside of Stockton and within Stockton. Got you. That's yeah. true. Got you. Real quick. You ever spun on some, on some, hold on, hold on. That's the one <laughs> kicking <laughs> in. You know, that's it. That, that's that's yeah, you're scratching right now. Hold on. You're scratching right there. You ever spun on some 45s? Ever what? Spun on some 45s. Yes. 1200s too. Huh? I think, you I did? Think, yeah, bro. I wait, love, wait, oh, wait, wait, hold on. Wait, wait. wait. If I'm, if I'm not what are you guys, what are guys talking about? Uh, you're talking about what is, vinyl. What are you talking about? Yes, I spun on vinyl. Yeah, what is a 45? It's a certain type I mean, I know, of, but like, wait, what? I could, I could be wrong to all my DJ homies, but it's a certain type of vinyl. Of and course. And stuff like that. A different size. It's a different size. A, a 33 is size. the one you're used to seeing. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. But a 45 is fucking huge. And it's I, huge. I, it's, no, it's not, 45 is small. It's, it's not, small. so yeah. So, oh, you're talking about the little one. The oh, little yeah. one. Sorry. The 45s, I've DJed off those before. I hate those. <laughs> Just because, like, like I said, I'm not, I'm still growing in the DJ world and I'm still trying to understand it. But the 45 years I've DJed with those before, but I've DJed with those on a bigger vinyl platter, if that makes sense. Okay. Like the vinyl was pretty big. It was not the vinyl itself. The machine was pretty big. Like got you. The, the got vinyl player. So, so did you start off with vinyls or how, how did you start DJing? I, I start off with controller first. The wrong, the, any DJ that starts off, do not start off with controller first. Start off with vinyl. I start off with vinyl just because I wanted to do it. I wanted to learn on my own. That was a I question had, I had. So yeah. Honestly, as if, if someone were to ask you, how, how do I start off to be a DJ? What would you say? Start off and go get yourself two pairs of vinyls. And if you can, uh, save up to... Uh, to to uh, get two pairs of twelve hundreds, and if you can save up to get an S nine. S nine is one of the funnest mixers. One of the I feel like it's 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 changed the game. It's like a beautiful spaceship for DJs. So does that involve a laptop? 
Uh, yes. It yes, does. Yes. It does. Uh, there's some, obviously, there's some setups where it doesn't involve a laptop. It just, you just, like, when I was with the 45, I don't, I wasn't using a laptop. Yeah. I was using just headphones. <laughs> I got and you. And that's why I said, bro, start off with vinyl just so you get that feel. So when you get to the point of doing it without the laptop and just doing it with records and you're pulling records back to back to back, you understand what records to play. You understand how to listen to a transition to make a transition. It's for me, crazy. Makes bro, a difference. So, it makes a huge difference. For me, it was like, all right, I remember my uncle was teaching me how to use without a laptop and just to use with just regular 1200s. So for me, I have a great memory. Like I was like, you know, I'm going to memorize the BPM so I don't mm-hmm. have to listen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, that worked and sometimes it did it because you still have to listen to the record you still have to put the headphones on and to understand where the one is so you still have that tick 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 why it's going on in the the tick tick what's really like more vinyls or the laptop and I'm gonna be honest I I gotta talk why I call Mm. it the laptop why I didn't know necessarily Mm. the strategic word for the laptop system Mm. pops bro my pops was heavy in the mm-hmm. vinyl game. He's heavy in the vinyl, but like and he never turned over, and that's over, why I try to yeah. tell him now changes. The re- changes are because, changes because new. like with the, with just vinyl, it's like all right, you can who wants who can you can't. Sometimes it's tough to bring all that vinyl into 100%, a club, bro. I remember or all that vinyl into let me tell you, all that, let me tell you, let me vinyl, tell you, bro. Vinyl melts. Bro, go ahead. Let <laughs> me tell you, let me tell you, me, bro. I remember having to pack the gigs mm-hmm. for gigs. I had to grab all the crates. You feel toss me? Toss them in. Top, top the whole fucking uh, the techniques mm-hmm. in the fucking uh, in in the van, no, the truck type thing, bro. And you had to take the whole system. It wasn't a laptop, and you just plug it in. You know what I mean? That's why I say he calls he calls it the laptop, and why I I know it as a laptop mm. because he he put in the work like he put the, in the work he in. put in the, he wow, put wow, he did wow, that man wow. work and that's wow, why I say you know a mean? lot of, a lot of and this goes back to white privilege. I'm just referring it to 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 DJ privilege. Mm-hmm. A lot of us younger DJs are extremely privileged, very oh, very yeah. privileged, and, and that's we, what he tried to tell me. Like, and I'm like, like, Dad, it, I get it. It's but. like we need to listen to the OGs like your dad and understand that we we're in a place where. We are very blessed to have the laptop to connect. Like obviously, there's still setups where you have to bring the 1200. You have to bring your mixer, and then you bring your laptop, which Thanks. can also be a lot. But at the same time, it's not that much of a lot if you're bringing in hella vinyl. You're mm-hmm. bringing in your 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 uh the the 1200s and the mixer, and then you gotta worry about your speakers, and then you gotta worry about your cables. So that time, bro. I have the ultimate respect for them. And, and like I said, we are very privileged to the point where we can just go to a club now and just plug in our laptop. We can have the same setup they have, but we have all our music on a laptop. Real quick. Yeah. Mm. And that, but again, the old generation needs to understand that's where it is now. And possibly mm-hmm. if he wants yeah, to. Yeah, they do. And that's, that's gotta, what I'm saying. Both generations need to understand yep, that. They yep. need to understand where it's at and they need to... As, you, as, go you, back to music you, too. You got to respect the OGs. Respect where the it OGs and the OGs have to... And I'm going to say this very, very slow with no disrespect at all. The OGs have to respect the up... The up the, the up-and-coming DJs and the mm-hmm. up-and-coming artists because you know why? They're the ones that are going to be carrying this when you are gone. Mm-hmm. So for you to respect this, you have to teach them and to give them knowledge, not to hate them and to show them. And that's exactly going back to racism. You have to because you have to teach them 
stuff like not trying to relate to, but you have to teach them and show them and give them information. knowledge, information with a structured plan on how to get better. I would love to hear your pops and how he DJed back then and how he made his money and how he made his promotion and how he engaged that it's into where he is. Because now, back huh? then they probably had to make flyers when I can just make a flyer put it on Instagram. <laughs> so it's like, so I, I, yeah. I, I want to learn from someone well, and, like and, that. And it was crazy too, is like you you can learn from him and he can learn from you exactly, too. Exactly, both hands. And that, that's, so that's where the, people are why, stubborn to find and, out. And like, bro, just put the guard just put down. put the guard down. And that's why I, I really want OGs to know that you have to respect. And Young G's, we have to gain your respect. You would you that have, shit doesn't just come to you. Would you have to, uh, depending uh, on the setting, would you have to work harder if you had to switch to the old school vinyl? Would you have to work harder doing that and doing what your actual setting is? Since you said you started off with actual vinyl, vinyl would it be different? I started off with the controller, which was truly easier. And then I made the transition to understanding vinyl. But if you had to just do straight vinyl, it would be extreme. It's extremely hard. Yeah. It's extremely hard. And it's like, Why? and it's it's just because you literally have a bunch of records. You don't have a laptop to where you can see the records. You have to go and organize. Yeah, the, you have to organize the records beforehand, yes, before is, the gig. And then when you get there, you have to play the song. If the song is 90 BPM, you have to find another song that fits that 90 BPM song. So, or if you have such a great ear, you have to just find another song. You have to find another song that kind of fits that song. Move it. So, for example, if I was to play uh, um, Sister Ledge, uh, he's the greatest dancer. I would probably follow up with either We Are Family or I would follow up with uh, I'm a Boogeyman. I may be wrong if. Uh, hold on, hold on. He, he's, he, you speak on BPM just in general. Mm-hmm. You, you just talk about it real quick. You just keep going. Mm-hmm. Um, genres are different BPMs. What, what, yeah. what do you? What would you say was your most difficult genre to mix? Um. I feel like the new age genre because it's like all 70 BPM. It's hella slow. Okay. So, but it wasn't difficult. It was just like, all right, I'm getting kind of bored mm. versus a hundred. A hundred is that's when you, it's, it's, it's all 90 to 98. 90 I feel to like 98. It's, it's fun. That's that club stuff. Yeah. But then the hundred and tens is the hundred and sixteen. That's, that's fun too. I love experimenting <laughs> with those. Got but you. the seventies is, 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 it's, it, it to me, it's more for, the ragers and so, and I'm a rager too. I can mm-hmm. rage. I love to rage as a DJ. Do you ever really? challenge yourself? Do you ever challenge oh, yeah, yourself yeah, with yeah. different genres? Definitely, definitely. On All the sets? time. On sets yeah, or yeah, just yeah. mixes? I challenge myself on sets and I challenge myself. So for, so for example, I'm about to try to get into, to kind of into my world. Okay. If I'm DJing for Don Quez, I know before he comes out, I'm going to be hyping the crowd up. So I don't have time to mix. I have time to get in and get out of each song, gotcha. but I have to be a micro friend. I have to be, oh, uh, uh, I hope I said that right, but I have to be a, a, a pretty much a captain with the microphone and learn how to use a microphone to get the crowd involved, but also learn how to get the crowd involved. So for example, Music-wise, if I was at Rolling Loud, I'd be like, Rolling Loud, what the f- is good? I go by the name of DJ Kenzo, and we about to get started right now. One, two, three, down. And I would play Travis, I would play Travis Scott, Mama Sita, and I would tell them, open that shit up. Open that shit up, which is the mosh pit. 
They would I'm go so crazy. Glad. They would go crazy to the mosh pit. And at the chorus, when the chorus is just about to end, I would switch it to another song ASAP. I would get on the mic and go, this is this sometimes can be beat slamming. It's sometimes it's not, it's not good, but to me in a concert setting, it's what's needed. So if I was to do that and play Mama Sita, I'd be like, hold on, hold on, I got another one. Hey. I'm so <laughs> glad he's saying this though, because the and kids think it's just push one. and play. It's not just, just push, and, push play. and play, bro. It's, it's, it's not just about push and play sometimes, but in some concert settings, it is, brother. It is. And it's oh, like, really? It is. Or trying to mix in the song that fits for that moment. Because sometimes push and play, I, you have to respect the concert DJ sometimes too, but you have to. Understand that you can't just stay as a concert DJ. That's not always going to work. So that I just was explaining the concert DJ element. I didn't Mm -hmm. get to the mixing element, which is the clubs. Mm -hmm. You have to be a great mixer in the clubs. And and that's where I struggled at first. And then I got really, really good. Okay. So so let me ask you, hold on real quick. What's your preparation like to get ready for a set? A couple days mm. is it is it if on the fly that day I just let it go it's, is it's, it it's a couple of days and it, de- it kind of depends the on is it the, practice is it, it, yeah, is it, it you it, know it, what I mean it depends on the uh the week it depends on how many gigs I have so for the MC Light show I I prep for that okay uh yeah. for for uh club gigs I still prep for that okay. I always prep even when I barely prep. Mm. You feel me? For for the A team event, shout out to A team and to K Win. Shout out to A team for their for their event for us. Uh, for their, what was that event called, bro? I forgot, man. It's losing my mind. But it was during the summertime. As long as I know who who threw it, that's all that matters. But, <laughs> but like, but they they threw a dope event, and I had to prep for that. You feel me? It's all a mental preparation, skill preparation, creativity. All that mm-hmm. needs to come into twine. So for the clubs, I'll prep and extend. Okay, I'll play what the crowd wants. And then three times I'll come up with a routine that would get the crowd to kind of, oh, this DJ knows what he's doing. I trust him. Mm-hmm. And then go back to DJing strictly for the crowd. Mm-hmm. With um, with certain uh, shows where they're kind of sh- having a, sh- a spotlight on you, mm-hmm. that's when you have to display a lot of routines and a lot of different elements to mixing in songs, scratching, and being a turntablist in a sense. To be honest uh, with you, I, I'm not a turntablist. I'm just, to me, I'm just a DJ. But I'm trying to be an all-around DJ, which is a turntablist, hype-up DJ, scratching. Scratching has to do with turntable mixing, all that stuff. But for me in a club, preparation means, okay, I'm going to, I know what songs is hot. I know how to mix them in and stuff like that. But how can I, me being so creative and wanting to be creative, I need to kind of get different and to break the rules here and there. Like and when you're in the club, all, all the promoter, oh. all the promoter wants you to do is to just play. They just, just want make, to see people dancing. Just, want to see people dancing. How for many me, DJs do you see actually going to a crowd, Jonah? Going to a crowd? Yeah. Like actually like, like going to the crowd. I mean, not many. I, mean, I ain't gonna lie, but you ain't gonna see me in the club. You ain't gonna, I ain't gonna care. You know <laughs> I mean? I'll be in there, I'll but you feel me? I, I, I get in there at certain times. But to see in the crowd, to see a real DJ really getting hyphy, not many. Not many. Not many. Kenzo. Yes. Yeah, you ever got, you ever like got 
off of stage and actually tried to get the oh, yeah. crowd hype. <laughs> you already know the answer. To that. <laughs> yeah, all the time. I, I don't think he's all about all this, the crowd. All the time. Like I think only one time. I mean, obviously, when I DJ at a club, you don't have time to do that. Yeah. But when it's concerts, all the time, bro. And a lot of people think of it as, oh, he's doing that for people to see him. Mm. I'm doing that for yeah. people to. To feel me, the energy, the energy, mm-hmm. so they can get hyped up. Because one energy, thing I always try to tell people with this DJ stuff is there's no spotlight on, well, pre person, there's no spotlight on me. Because one, in a human, with humans in general, what can you see, John? Can you see you? Yes. Like, what do you mean? No, can, can you see you right now? No, see no, no, can you see you? Can you see you, Jay Jonah? No, no, no I can, only, I, can only, I can only see you. I can't see myself. So why would I put on a show to the point where I want you to look at me, look at me? I can only see you. So I'm putting on that show for you. To see where y'all- To see, where you, wow. to see how you feel. So wow. when I come up to somebody and I'm going crazy wow. and I'm in the crowd, it's simply because I see you. Mm. I can't see me. I know I'm going crazy. This is a DJ. That's gonna say what's up to y'all. I know. I know. I know. I'm, I know I'm going crazy. Damn. I know I have energy. I know that. But I want to see you go crazy. Mm-hmm. I want to see you have energy. I want to see you have fun. It's dope I want to, to see, see where it comes from, bro. Because you never know. Like, like you said, you you might just be thinking he wants to be in front of the crowd. But no, mm-hmm. that's not the that's not the truth. Mm-hmm. That's not the truth, bro. And, and a lot of people mistake. And I already know a lot of DJs probably hated me when I first came out. That's okay because you know you hate what you don't understand at first. Yeah. And it's yeah. like yeah. it's yeah. like yeah. That, that, that's yeah. that's fine to me. But that's why it's up to me to help you understand who I am and what I stand for. And that's one of them. It's like I, I don't do this shit for me. I do it for the creative me. Yes, I do it for my sanity. Yes, but I do this to embrace everybody. Mm. Music brings mm. people together. So fact. let me ask you a question. That's a big fact. Do you remember the night, or say, just do you remember driving home the night of your that big venue, the big performance, or say just the big mm. show? Do you yeah, remember that bro. night? Yeah, bro. Uh, Talk about it. Which 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 one? Uh, fuck, just in general, big venue, big performance. Just that. Remember that driving um, home that night. Just after that, that performance. It was two. Um, one is uh with with you know everyone knows about rooftop. They gave me a platform to where I can kind of uh be the spotlight for that night. Okay. And at first, you know, I was you know me man. I kind of like I said, I see it from everybody's perspective. And I've seen a huge crowd outside and, you know, people over here going, oh, this is for you, bro. This is for you. And I was just like, man, I think people just want to come to Rooftop. They just want to enjoy it and yeah, have a good yeah, night. Yeah. I don't, I, I'm not seeing this for me. So what I'm going to do when they come in here, I'm going to put on a show to the point where they don't know who I am. Exactly. So, well, so let, Let's be honest. Not everybody in that not venue everyone knew, knew who you were. Exactly. A great amount of people did, but not everybody did. Mm-hmm. And, even if even if the whole crowd knew who I was, I still always go into a crowd thinking they don't know who I am. Mm-hmm. And I, I love that. I love it because right. it's like it gives me a chance to display who I am. Mm-hmm. Even if, like I said, even if I'm in my hometown, I still get nervous and I still get amped up and fueled. It's It's a combination of both yeah because it's motivating and it's nerve-wracking to know that oh i'm about to be in front of people that i don't know even for, for stockton it was different because it was like obviously it's like i had the whole community come out to that i know a lot of people in the community so 
I was comfortable at the same time. I was also like, I don't want to fail this night. But how was that ride? The, the, and that's what I was getting to. That's what I was getting to. So after that night. Because like, I'm not going to lie, bro. I didn't go to the rooftop often. I went a couple of times. And one of the times was with Kendo. Mm. Kenzo was out here doing his thing. He shut it down, bro. And, so I need to know about that ride and, home. And that's what I'm saying. After that night, knowing that I shut it down and knowing that, okay, now I truly feel that everybody, even though they got drunk and they just came in and you know what the DJ was, they knew what I was playing and they knew they was having fun. Exactly. So it's like, even if they don't know my name, they know who the fuck I am now. So mm-hmm. when I came, when I went home, it was more so of a just, thank you, God. Thank Every time God. I go home, I was like, yo, thank you, God. That was truly dope. And I clap, I embrace the moment, I scream, <laughs> I embrace the moment, I'm happy. And I just say, thank you, God, because I'm just like, yo, thank you for using me in any way, form mm-hmm. to the Display this to people that need this. There's a lot of people that come into those things. They come into clubs and they're just, damn, I had a really bad day at work. Or I had a really bad day with my baby mama. Or I had a really bad day with my kid today. Let me just go to the club and release some stress. And I'm able to bring them therapy. So, mm-hmm. so the why can't you do that with no alcohol, no any... Exactly. You know what I'm saying? I, I appreciate you for that, bro. You, the bro. fact that you just... You're just you. You know what I mean? You don't need nothing else. Not to say anybody else needs anything else, Mm -hmm. but it's a fuel. And you know what I mean? The fuel is in your heart and mm -hmm. in your soul and what the fuck you got in your mind, bro. Mm -hmm. And that's fucking dope. And then the only fuel I need, Jay Jonah, is God and family. That's it. If I go into it knowing that, okay, I don't need... That's that's what made me give up drinking and give up... I never really smoked like that, but that's what gave made me give up anything and not even want to do drugs because like, I knew I didn't need anything to feel high mm. or to feel drunk in... I feel drunk in love and I feel high with spirituality and how people feel. That's that's my that's my high. That's my drug. That love is my drug. I can't get enough of it. Gotcha. I real. love that shit to death. That's exactly why I'm preaching love to this racism stuff because I want to feel that love. I want to feel that. And not that I I need it or anything like that. I don't. You don't need anything. But in my eyes, I truly enjoy love. I truly. It, I I I I'm addicted to it. Like I don't like I don't need it from all the wrong people, but I need it from my family. I need it from my loved ones. I need it from my beautiful girlfriend. I need it from my beautiful mother. Yes. I need it from them. Sorry, so, 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 so that's so that's why I feel like with with DJing, it's more so of a sense of I just I literally the only thing I do it into the only thing I feel when I do it is just I just have in my heart I have no I have God. Who knows? God can be my liquor and my family can be my high. So wow. that's all I need. People, wow. That's I didn't look at it. Actually, like that. no, let me refer my family can be my liquor and God can be my high since he's up there. So <laughs> that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. You me? That's what works. So for you. that that's how I look at things, bro. That's how I look at things. But let me, I mean, can I keep going? You gotta get if you, more DJ? No, I mean, I got I a got, question. I got one more, but it's good. Top three artists around you, bro. I don't want to narrate you to Stockton. I don't want to narrate you to the Bay. Top three artists around you, if you had to detail it to those three. I don't want to put you mm. in a box and say, but I know you got three around you. Give me give me three artists. Doesn't need to be 
music. It, it could be it could be it with a, all types. It could be a producer. A, it could be a mix. Whoever not, not, it may a, be. not an all time or nothing. Not all time. Top Shit. this around you right mm. now. Right now, right now, top three. And if we're not talking about all time, <laughs> I don't want to confuse myself. I'm over here telling it to myself. <laughs> I'm not saying it because I'm telling it to myself. Around you, pop. top three around me right now, man. I think number one happens to be actually. I'm not gonna rate them. I'm just gonna name them. Oh, for show. That's one of the top artists that I know. Oh, for show? Oh, for show. A producer and a recording artist in Stockton. And I think the world will soon know his alter ego soon. I'm, I'm going to leave that for him to tell you guys. For sure, for sure. But, but oh, for show, hey, man. man. Oh, for show. We, I because, hope you tell us. Because he, he and I'm going to say because, and hopefully I can go through this fast, because he's a true, he's a true musician. Mm-hmm. He's a true. Uh, he just sees this music shit in a different light, and it's been a very humbling and and beautiful element type of light. Okay, like, I feel like if anybody needs, oh for sure, anything, you me? Yeah, if anybody <laughs> needs any, if we need any type of artist in this music stuff to keep it going, we need oh for sure. Okay, second, I've heard a lot about him. You feel me? And second, I'll say. Um, Shit, I, I put them into one, and and I hate doing that because it's only three. It should be only three. Actually, I'll give an honorable mention if you don't mind. Hey, go ahead, if you don't mind. So go ahead, do your so thing. So second, bro. and I'm not like I said, I'm not trying to rate anybody. It's just, just where I'm ordering it. Chrissy Chris, that's DJ a, Chrissy that, Chris. That's Shout DJ out DJ Chrissy, Chrissy Chris. Chris. That's another top three artist, and I don't even want to put him in just of a DJ or a producer. To me, he's an artist, man. I've I've I listened to some of his songs. He has songs that he's singing on. Mm. And I feel like sings. Yes, wow. Yes, and it's not dope. everybody out here sings. Okay, let's go. It's, it's, it's there's some, and I always say this: it's up to us to keep pushing potential. He doesn't have potential production. He's fucking dope. He's dope as fuck. His, his potential is already the sky's the limit for him. Got you. With his DJ skills, the sky's the limit for him. But with singing, he has a tremendous potential into being something tremendously greater than what he is as a singer now. Wow. And I feel like it's up I'm to... Gonna you. Check it, that out. Check it out, bro. bro DJ up, Chris Green's been rocking since he was a years, little kid, bro. bro. I, I, went high a, school I, went to, like, hey. I went to a DJ Chrissy <laughs> Chris party that he DJed, and I'm younger than the kid. So it's like... <laughs> okay, me? okay. I hear you. you feel okay, me? Yep. So he's been yep. doing this. He's so, the so, squad, all that exactly, shit. You bro. feel me? So I feel like with it, like in what I was about to say, my statement with potential is it's up to us to encourage potential because potential, there's so much things you can do with it. You can potential, there's work ethic in potential, there's opening to learn in potential, and there's just a willing to be the greatest with potential. Because there's, there's an un, and that's why I always give him the ultimate. Just ultimate deuce. And I always give him the ultimate, I, yo, I love you, bro. That's two. That's, so, that's one that's and two, two from Stockton, California. So la- let that be known. The last one, the last one is Don Quez. Another one from the Don town. Quez. And Stockton, I, I, California. I, the only Don one, the only one keeping it in, in the town and keeping it in Stockton because I feel like we, we need to be seen in that light. Mm. So, and right now, since we're supporting Black Lives Matters, I feel like we need to realize that Stockton matters. Thanks. And we need to realize that, you know, we need to promote our own. Mm. So Don Quez is an extremely talented artist from here. Okay. The sky's the limit for that guy. That's a fact, he, bro. I mean, can we uh, official DJ of Don Quez? I may be biased, sure. I may be biased, but 
sometimes I always like when I'm when I'm sitting with him, I try to listen to because people don't understand. I think people don't understand that I was a fan of him before I was his DJ. Mm. I found him out on it on YouTube with his one three five video in 2014, 2015. And I was just chilling, listening to him. And I remember telling my boy Kai, like, I want to work with him one day. Wow. Randomly, randomly, he DM'd me at, at, I believe it was, yeah, the hype. And he said, hey, bro, how can I come in here and 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 possibly perform? Uh-huh. And then I, I couldn't give him that at that time because I don't think, I think only Don Quest can give himself that. But But let me go back to what I'm trying to say with that. I feel like I couldn't give him that at that time because you know I was an up and coming DJ. I, my 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 voice didn't say anything in that club at the time. So, but if it did, of course I would have. But I'm glad it didn't because I think we needed to meet the way we did. I That's feel like dope. he needed to. He it was it. God worked out. God worked it. Mm-hmm. And it, to be honest with you, a lot of people see he's quiet and he's the most generous, the most caring. The most, the uh, extremely great listener, and the most understanding person you will ever meet on this earth. That's good. That dude is truly an amazing. Man, shut up, Don Quest. Like, oh, he's away away from him being an artist, bro. He's a, if you haven't listened to him, man, person. go look at him. Apple Podcasts, Apple Podcasts Spotify, all the Apple platforms, music, man. all that stuff, bro. Don Quest. Don Quest. So, when, so when we met, bro, it was uh, oh, like I, I want. He wanted me to DJ his listening party. I DJ's listening party. When I first met him, I thought, you know, he wasn't going to rock with me no more because, you know, just like, that's just how I feel about people. I never really, when I first meet people, I just see it like, okay, I'll probably never see. I don't. One time I don't, thing. I don't put expectations in people. I put my expectations in God. Yeah. So I didn't put expectation in him to obviously being his DJ. And then slowly, but surely I, I, he started hitting me up for more shows. And then it just, I don't think he even ever asked me. It just happened. And that's how genuine it was. He just it just happened. I was his official DJ. I think I asked him if I'm not. I was like, "Yo, am I your official DJ?" And he was just like, and I think he answered back saying, "The fuck you been doing this whole time?" <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I've been hitting you up this whole Nigga, time. Yeah, yes, you're my official DJ. I remember and I went. It, it went from there. Man, so. I mean, I went and seen that uh, performance down there in uh, Stockton. Uh, where was it at? Over there, Grand Grand Canal. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It was over there, bro. And he was doing his live performance for his album release, bro. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, bro! It's, Every it's it was like a banger after banger. It's you know when dope. you got that's the bro. It's good right? when you yeah, got that A23. beat. A twenty three, A twenty three, shot to A twenty three. That shit was lit. It was lit, bro. And it's like I'm glad you came because it is so dope. Like I, like I said, I, I'm not able to see us. I just see him, and I feel the chemistry on stage. When I see him get hyped, I get hyped. So when people say, "Oh, Kennedy, Kennedy," a part of it is Don too. It's a huge part is Don. And people don't understand that. People, Don has shouted me out several times, and I love you for that, brother. But a huge part of this success is, is uh, I'm only gonna, three people. A huge part, well, four people. God, <laughs> God like number, number one. Forget. God be number one. Don, my brother C5, and my another person who I DJ for. Shout and, out C5. And Cameron, my manager, Gasway, because they see it in me every day. Bro. Shout out C5. Every for sure. day. And, and DJ Expo. DJ Expo is another one. He's shout the last one. Shout out Cam and DJ Expo. Man. <laughs> DJ shout out Cam. Shout out Cam. Cam already knows that it's DJ Expo. Shout out to Cam. Shout out to Cam, especially because he's my manager. Shout out to DJ Expo because he's been my mentor through this whole time, bro. Wow. He's been my mentor through this whole that was time. Older, 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 older DJ. Okay. And it's been, and it's been a, a, a huge, a huge influence yep. and a huge statement and a huge impact on music community. And the, not the, yeah, the music community 
in Stockton. Mm-hmm. Well, God works in mysterious ways, so, man. Because I that was one of my questions: is do you have do you have an OG in the in DJ Stockton game? Too. Yeah, bro. Yeah. I, I have a, I have a couple of OGs, but DJ Expo is one of them. Um, DJ Dwayne, who is actually my uncle. Okay, yeah, I see him as an uncle. He's another one. And um, I even go with DJ D Sharp, man. He's because he's one. D Sharp happens to be a DJ I have been a fan of since mm-hmm. before I was DJing. Okay, like it's been it, meeting him was a was an honor. Like low key when I met him, Sharp? I was DJ D Sharp, the Warriors DJ, okay. Warriors official DJ. Whoa, wait, wait, when, I, when I met him, it was like I was like, damn. And I met him through C5. Like, damn. Like, he, he is tall. I was like, damn. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, what's up, bro? Like, I was like, I was truly like, I think, obviously, like, I don't, I don't, uh, I try not to stargaze over celebrities, but I do try to let them know my appreciation for them. Of course. Of course. Of course. Of course. Sharp, to some people, he may not be a celebrity, but to me, he is. Like, I feel like his impact on this world has been tremendous, and it's going to continue to be tremendous because he's, he's dope. So... As I say, I, I said as you should. Has a, he said he he should commend his respect to him, mm. but not a lot of people do in this world. No, they don't. True. Not no. not, not mm. a lot right now. Yeah. And, they, but and they should. You should be able to. You should, you should be, be able, able to. Yeah. Should be able to put that guard down. Be humble enough to mm. say, you know what, bro, I look up to you. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And yeah. the reason, I appreciate your music. You know what I'm saying? The reason like, why I can, Jay Jonah, is because I'm not afraid of anything. I only fear one person. Mm. So I'm not afraid. And a lot of people, the reason why they can't is because they're afraid. Mm. I don't fear D Sharp. He's a great DJ, but I'm not afraid of him. I love him. Got you. I embrace him. I want him to be great. Mm. And I feel like him, me letting him know that, and, then I, and I'm just a young kid from Stockton, but I, I I wanted to let him know that because I wanted him to know that that he is appreciated. And that that that's always been one of my favorite DJs. And it's it's so dope when you can see someone who you see in a in a big light, embrace you the way he has, mm. the way he has for me. Like yeah, as soon as that's I crazy. met him, bro, he he's gay number exchange. If you ever need anything, I'm here. Mm. Um, pray. You, you don't find that. You don't find that. Even if he doesn't check in all the time, if I check in, and I see it as like we're, with Kobe is with Michael Jordan. Mm. Like Kobe's extreme was extremely annoying with MJ. And sometimes I feel like I'm extremely annoying with Sharp because I'm I'm always and I'm extremely annoying with all my OGs. I feel I feel like I ask them a lot of questions, but I, I just I think they know that I do it because I want to be one of the greatest. Yep. I want to be one of the different because the youth yeah. does seems to not find OGs, bro. Find mm. that OG. Find that OG, man. It's okay. And you don't got to by yourself. And, and, and know that anybody can be an OG, even someone who's three years old. Like, like the plural music family, to me, they my OGs too. Shout out to our music they're, family. They're man. only three years older than me, but I see I've I've seen the work they've put in. And I can speaking of them, what what is a plural music? So plural music is a record label. Okay. It started off as a DJ collective where it was just DJs throwing some of the dopest parties in Stockton at UOP. And then they branched Where? off into the Bay Area. Oh, and then man. they branched off no into, and they bran- obviously they branched off into now a music company, bringing on other DJs like myself. I just happen to be from their hometown. You signed it? Yeah, I'm signed to them. Yeah. Okay. Full circle again. Full circle. And that's what I'm saying. We need to continue to help our own. Like, it's it was originated, I believe, off from DJ Cure. His name is Joe. And uh, a selector MC, his name is Marcellus. Black. Filipino coming together. Yep. Just like that to create this bigger idea of what they feel is 
or what they see can be are is truly diverse. They have Alon and Jamie who are also big executives in plural gotcha. and they have done an extremely great job into being involved in DJs like my life and artists' life. Right. Like we wow. there's amazing. Still, obviously there's still room for for us to continue to grow but we have grown tremendously bro wow and, and, and they're be, based where they're, we're based in we're obviously we're i mean sorry not obviously from stockton but we're based in oakland guys yeah we're based in the bay area so so just being a part of that team man it's like being a part of the san antonio spurs it's like being a part of the los angeles lakers like i feel like i came i came before there will be like i i felt like an all-star being yeah. signed yeah. with a bunch of other all-stars. Yep. Like that's wow. that's that was truly amazing. But I, I also also I knew that me coming here, it, it it's not it's not my team. It's not I'm not You're I, joining this, this, something. I'm joining something. I'm not I'm not a star that's gonna shine brighter than anybody. I'm just gonna start that's gonna fit in just wow. with other stars. That's what LeBron has did, and that's what the San Antonio Spurs did in a sense, of winning championships. And I, I want to win a championship. Tim Duncan wouldn't be without Tony Parker. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Kobe wouldn't be without Michael. Exactly. Let's be real. And Kobe Kobe got to the point he he wants to, he he wanted to be a champion. And I'm at that point where I, I want to, like, individual accolades are, are truly amazing, but I view it as that's that's us winning as a whole. Mm. I feel like uh, us winning to me is is a is, I feel like that's a part of the championship too. For real, and that's, that's what that's where I take it. That's where how I embrace it. But look, we are two hours and ten minutes. Oh yeah, I'm already knowing. You know what I'm talking about? You say you got one more. I got one more too. Let's let's. Well, mine is gonna be really controversial if I say it. But like, I don't know if I want to say it. Nah, go ahead, bro. Go ahead. You know we could talk forever. So no, I'm gonna say it right now. So uh, for me personally, like w- w- uh, people say, you know, uh, you live in North Stockton. That's the mm-hmm. wider area of Stockton. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So then, when it comes around, you driving around your neighborhood and mm-hmm. you see those Confederate flags mm-hmm. and you see those Trump flags and like, well, you lived in the north side of Stockton. You what do you, what do you expect, bro? This is where you you know go live on the south side. Yeah. How do you feel about that statement? Uh, I've never seen Confederate flags on my side of Stockton, but when I went to deeper North Lodi, I've seen Confederate flags. I yes. lie, it was Lodi, I've seen some. I've seen some. I've seen some in my mom's neighborhood over here. I've yeah. seen some. Oh, you have? Well, yes. see, I, I've been lucky enough not to, and I think that's just because, like, I don't know. Our our neighborhood is pretty diverse. Like, obviously, like you know, you see a lot of white people, but I see like actually like shout out to Ashley Padilla. The Padillas, they're Mexican. They live a couple blocks. Philemon. Was black and Filipino. He was a couple right blocks. Right street. Like it's and then my across uh, from to me is my uh, Afghanistan Afghanistan neighbor. The other cross is white. The other my boy Mike. His dad is Mexican. Spanish. So you see what I mean? It's hella diverse on my side. So I've been blessed to not see that, but I do see the American flag and stuff like that. I've never like I said. I've never experienced. I, well, actually. I've experienced race. I've never seen it, but I've experienced racism in Spanish because I still have had the cop. I'm cop, saying, the how do you feel caught. about the statement, though? Oh, okay. Uh, you live on this side of town. Of what, yeah, statement of what? You live on this side go, of town. Go back to North mm-hmm. Stockton. So you, if you don't want to see that. Go somewhere go else. Go somewhere else. Um, I mean, I don't really, I don't really know how to. That's a great. That's a great question. We, I don't know how to because I, I have experienced racism in my side. The cops have pulled me over just for walking home. And you're right. Some people, not you, right? The statement can be right. Well, if you don't want to experience that, go somewhere else. And it's like, by the same time, it's like, like my dad came here from West Africa, went to Minnesota, 
bought his first home here. Why would I leave that? You know, like, why would I leave something that he has wanted to build his whole life to, for me to feel like, to me to have a home? Why would I leave just because people, someone else said something. something. And that's, I feel like that's something that I will never do is Mm. to leave somewhere because someone has driven me out. And if one time I got to that point with, what was going on. And one time I made a, it wasn't even a joke. I was serious. I was like, man, I want to go back to Africa because I'm tired of dealing with mm-hmm. this. But then I thought to myself, I'm like, you know what? I have my whole life to go back. I need to deal with what's going on here. Mm-hmm. I feel like, I feel like I can, I can make a change. You I can feel rest like, there. Yeah, huh? You can rest there. Exactly. I can rest there. I feel, I feel like I can make a change here. I can I can do something here. I, I can do something. There there will be change in in not just and I when I say here I don't mean Stockton, I don't mean California. I mean in America, bro. Keneva Bakari can possibly make a change. My my father has set that up. My That's mom sure. has set that up. So it's like let me let me try to make that change. And and, and young change, bull from yeah. Stockton, young, young bull, bull from Stockton, from Stockton able to is. say I can make a change. I can make you a change. can do it too. Mm-hmm. And it, a change can it doesn't need to be a huge change. It can be a small change. And that's why I was trying to tell you earlier. It's, it's just any change is necessary. Small change, big change, any change is necessary. It's towards the bigger battle. Like I said, it's generational wealth. Generational wealth doesn't mean money. It means generational wealth. Wow. Your wealth isn't defined on money. Your wealth is defined on how your family continues to function when you are gone. Your wealth is how your mind is when you are gone. Your wealth is what you pass on to your kids. My dad gave me generational wealth. My dad didn't have everything, but he had everything. Gotcha. If that makes sense. He didn't have everything as far as like all the money, but he had all the knowledge that he can give me, all the love that he can give me, and all the work ethic that he can show me. That is generational wealth. Wow. And that will stimulate into money, into something that you can have have something to build off of. While being happy with what While you do. While being happy with what you do. Exactly. Yep. Generational wealth. And that will build the black economy. Mm. And that's how I feel like change can happen. In America, that's how I feel like change can happen in these neighborhoods. I plan one day, and I know this sounds crazy, but I plan to own certain houses in Spanos. And I plan to move certain people that I love from Africa into Spanos. I plan to move certain people from Kelly Drive. I'm from Africa into Kelly Drive. And I say Kelly Drive and I say South Stockton because I feel like that's where the community is at. Spanos is just so they can, you know, just so they can see, but also to move into places and to own certain properties so we can build generational wealth mm. and we can give people opportunity. And you're probably thinking, oh, well, if you go move them in, what they go do? I'm going to try to give them jobs. That's why I need to keep continuing to build my platform so I can bring a cousin from Africa and give him a media job mm. towards helping me and pay him endless amounts of money so he can pay rent. So that's, that, like I said, man, look at Kevin Hart, look at Adam Sandler, 
especially Adam Sandler, how he's built an uh, empire. His own, okay. his own people. Exactly. Yeah. Every movie you see with Adam Sandler, mm-hmm. he has all, all his, his friends. Feet, all his yeah. friends. He got his wife exactly. in every movie. Exactly. Man. And that's how we build generational wealth and uh, our black economy. So let me so, ask you something, bro. I hope that's how we build. That's how I think we should build. That but, makes sense, brother. Yeah. Challenge your perspectives, your own perspectives here on yeah. the Ball Smoke Podcast, <laughs> man. You already know. But before we wrap it up, yep, we you all, feel me? Yep. Two hours in, ready to go. Yeah. I wonder what time it is, bro. If, if, you, if you can go back, bro, let me ask you real quick. If you can go back. It's definitely 1045. Talk- oh, yeah. <laughs> I Chan- thought it was going to be worse than that. Chan- chance to go anywhere back in your mm-hmm. own life and to tell yourself one thing. Where would that be and what would you say? I wouldn't do it. You wouldn't do it? No. I feel like I'm at where I'm supposed to be and I'm at where God needs me to be. Mm. I don't want a cheat code. And and I say that is like if I was to go back and tell myself like, oh, you need to be more confident in yourself to me, then I would have never learned confidence because someone just told me that okay. I had to learn everything. I had to go through every. I had to work for everything. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't I technically had someone come back and tell me that. And that someone was my dad. Mm. My dad was is me he's a part of me and so that's my mom who's another part of she's a part of me so i had two people that can tell me that to me that's someone coming back and telling you what they've experienced what you should what you need to do so i i would if 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 god was to come right now you can go back in the future i'm like well mom and dad already did that wow i just i just i just just realized it a little later no cap hey this conversation with you bro kind of kind of just hit hit home a little bit (laughs) you know what i'm talking about which is a little thing the confidence where if I had to go back and talk mm-hmm. to myself, I, I would. I, I would tell mm-hmm. myself, hey. As you should, hey, bro. Pick As yourself you up, bro. Yeah. You don't need nobody mm-hmm. else to feel like you need to make exactly. you, you need yourself. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. But I, you, I wouldn't be here without the things that I've gone through today. Exactly. That's you why I, I'm saying. Like, if, if I could, I would say that, but I don't want to. And I respectfully did not, like, I respectfully say I don't want to because I don't want to disrespect the question. No, facts. But I, I respectfully say I don't want to just simply because I want to experience life for what life is the way God wanted me to. If God, God wanted me to go through all that. Mm-hmm. The devil Everything was Everything happens for a reason. Like, the we preached to y'all working, blowing smoke fucking <laughs> and I, podcast. I, conquered, so. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Perspective is key, y'all. Exactly. Y'all already know what it is. Appreciate Thank you. Bro. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so Thank much you, for stamping, bro. bro. Hey, season two. Appreciate y'all. Our last Thank inter- you, my brother. Last- okay. It's good. I, I got you after the break. Yeah, you, bro. It's me, good. It's good. Hey, hey, y'all, <laughs> our last guest, season two. It's only up from here, bro. We told the people to trust the process, man. Follow, like, comment, subscribe. You already know what it is, man. It's the Blowing Smoke Podcast, y'all. It's your boy, JG. And you already know it's Jay Jonah. It's your boy, DJ Kenzo. And, and it's Blowing Rest in peace to George Floyd. Rest in peace to all the fallen. May your soul rest in peace. We are with you. Black lives matter. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's.